What's good, everybody, and welcome back to another fine episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and joining me tonight, I have Mr. Shvelli. I think I think we have an extra little guest here. I might be wrong, but it does seem like somebody else is here. What up? I'm pretty sure that's show, Showbiz. I might be wrong. I might. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. So they both been chilling with us in the in the chat for a quick minute, and now they're with us over here tonight. Um, they're both part of the same little squad there. If I'm not mistaken, it's Elevated Visuals. I might be wrong about the name. We we do elevated visuals and below the tracks. I respect. So let's 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 get into it then. So as I was saying, these guys is a little posse. They all roll in in the same squad, um, and uh, it's honestly the point of the show is to run through the lives of the individuals uh, and just kind of like extract knowledge nuggets from the journey and the experience and, and kind of get to know them better as we we kind of fill out the the story of what went on in the city and in the world of hip-hop and how people like stay in this game um with that uh i do i did get to meet mr shvelli in a similar moment i went in with mr bamboo twigs and then shvelli was there so i guess that's just something to expect Shut up, bamboo. and then uh we got to talk bamboo. to shvelli a bit too which was fun and now we got showbiz here on this one and it's like all right so this is how they come on through and i respect that it's got a, a consistency to the elevation of their squad it creates a visual element you know I'm, anyway i was having fun with that but now nah, so <laughs> what really impressed me though is this the fucking volume of work that these guys is putting out whether it's bamboo twigs whether it's um well, the whole rest of the squad i just ran out of names in that moment but like everybody's just together just this cohesiveness a lot of people talk about collectives and where's the collectives at collective they are like well look at that this seems to be a bunch of fellows creating music together working together look at that we found ourselves a little collective up in the deej and whatnot so i'm very happy to be able to like have you guys here and have the conversation so no salute, bro. Shout out to good. behind the suit. Shout out Holden. You know, uh, I, we definitely been strong on being like a, a powerhouse and and sticking with the drive and just kind of like keeping unity. You know, unity and synergy. It's it's important. So. Mm, big facts. <clears throat> so I do have a bit of a token first question at this point. The things have evolved since Bamboo Twigs was here, and it, it was a different it was a different show back then. It was a little it was a little less mature, you could say. And now <clears throat> it's a bit of a story. So y'all bear with me, and then when the question lands, it's gonna be what it is, and y'all will be able to answer it, and it's all good. So it starts with my girlfriend, and she's washing the dishes. Um, and as she's washing the dishes, she's got a phone playing that black eyed piece on that. I got a feeling. Ooh. She's vibing and she's like dancing and she's moving around and she's doing her whole little thing. And I realized that that same very song that she's now doing chores and, and whatnot to the, the movement music of today, you could call it. It's really the same shit that I was really drunk dancing to at two in the morning in some bars and clubs and shit back in the day, like 10 years ago. Very same song. But you move ahead in time and the whole song has a new purpose in life and then that got Power me, direction, right? so that got me like thinking about like vibes and music and the journeys of everything to do with music and then with that i got 
to thinking about how like when we start talking about our musical journeys we often start at adolescence or whenever we got into music or whatever and the reality of that situation is it's not really where the story starts because if you think about how vibes work in music and time and all that really it's the stuff that we started hearing when we were like super duper young so like when you would have been like a five-year-old shfeli there would have been a whole bunch of things maybe your parents were playing siblings environments in my case my dad had all these tapes with those like gray boxes stacked with the speakers and you bumped the zeppelins and whatnot and then when we were in the car there'd be like krista berg in the daytime but at nighttime it was mix 96 technos and you know my mom had these bad disco knockoff tapes and all these just different sounds or that would be played around my life kind of created this foundation for like the soundscape of my existence when I was young. So I was hoping you could go back to being like, I don't know, like a five-year-old Shvelli and give us a sense of who, what it sounded like to be so young in your life. I grew up off of like the monkeys and like Pink Floyd and that type of stuff. Like I had like a little like CD player in my room and shed and you know, like I, this is even before I actually like, physically owned a CD. Like my parents had like Bob Marley and like a few other ones like that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really like listen to the Beatles. It was more like the Monkees and like the, like Billy Talents, the Killers. Uh, like what were your, Maroon like, so what are your parents into? Um, my my parents are like very like classic alternative rock type of vibe. Like they're very like generic like clean rock people you know um they don't really like uh hip-hop it wasn't like they weren't open to it yet at that time you know there's a certain like uh, negative approach to it you know like yeah i had a 50 cent uh, cd but i also had outcast and like ah, we'll go back to like being five we're five now you're like real real five. real young uh, you gotta go bring it back in time you, you might think this is bizarre but people fucking love this shit. Otherwise, I wouldn't drill in so hard like this. We're giving the people the behind the scenes of Shvelli, his foundation. To be honest, I like I I played a lot of radio stuff. So like I was just like the classical shit was really something I I liked. So were you, were you when you, when you were that young? You were like out playing music, or was it more like people were playing music around you? I'm I'm a late bloomer to like actually like listening to music. I always made music like a fucking you know you, you smack something, do a bit of drums and this. I like beatboxing. I started off like that before I ever wrote anything. I was a beatboxer. Uh, we're not we're not we're not focused yet on you being an artist. We're focused on okay. the the environment that created the artist. So the stuff that came before the beatboxing and you being cognizant of it. Like, were you one of those little kids that would dance around and just, you know, vibe like that? Or were you, you more You could catch me to, like, the Backstreet Boys, like, just, you know, jumping around, who let the dogs out, that type of stuff, you know, for sure. For sure, being that young, like, I had that going around. And, like, you know, you, you move to something if it has the right energy. Like you're saying, you know, vibes and stuff. Like, I, I didn't have enough time to assess like having fun with that emotion of being like this is fun i only caught on to that a little later for music so i had a level of like detachment in the beginning from that like mm. it didn't click for me yet no like, that's, i just that's completely to fair. And that, that happens for a lot of people but were you interested in stuff like drawing when you were young 
I'm that okay. So that's it. You want to go to a young me? Yeah, do um, it. That's what I'm doing. Here, here, you could catch me at Benny Skate Park or Westmount Park for eight hours a day skateboarding. You, we'd be in the alleys painting, bro, doing graph. I'm, I'm a big. Uh, I love okay. animation. I like so, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause yo, we like to go through all the elements, man. The graffiti stuff. That's mad nifty. Yo, Before people. I ever like my my first talent is is like drawing. And not necessarily still life and all that shit, but I have a way with my wrist, bro. Like I have hand styles for days. I have styles I can I can I, mimic shit. I'm so good let's at go back and let's go back to it. When did you first like discover that you love drawing? Because yo, this is all part of it. Yo, people are gonna love the fact that you do all this shit. Yeah. Okay. So before I got into drawing, is skateboarding was my main thing. That's what got me outside. I'd be skateboarding. And from skateboarding, you at skate parks, you see graffiti all over the ramps, on the poles and shit, different colors, that type of stuff. That's what drew me in first was the colors. The fact that I can do something and make your own thing, you know, like it it grew from from seeing like what I could make myself. I practiced by doing different alphabets and shit. Like I wasn't that great in cursive either. But I had a way with the pen and pencil. Like it just came with like okay, yeah, because you I don't even know like anything about this graffiti business outside of like if i'm gonna talk to somebody and they break it down so for you it's like mad common sense like i did this i did that and i can kind of picture what you're saying but you gotta imagine that most of the people here do not understand this world it's just like your shvelli you gotta bridge the gap and whatnot gotta break it down a little bit more like that so like yo we even got a question from ishmael uh in the comments who got you into skateboarding um, okay, yeah. So, like, uh, I'm I'm not a person of money. Never really was. I came up off hammy downs and shit, you know. So I see my boy skateboarding, and his skateboard would break down. He'd pull it, get a different deck, this and this and this. I kind of just like mix and matched people's gear, and then I made my own skateboard from that. And then just my whole life, I'd always been around skate parks and people biking and doing this and this and this. So. It just to get places, you know, you didn't pay the bus, didn't pay the metro, bro. You skateboard, you skateboard or you walk, take those long missions, you know? Hmm. So basically the skateboarding was surrounding you in the environment because you said Benny Skate Park, so somewhere. Yeah, there. like Benny Skate Park and the, the, the water pool at Westmount Park. Hmm. This little spot on Summer Led 2, a little spot called Anubach. We used to skate that two-step all the time. Uh, the one on Cavendish and Sherbrooke, the five-stair by the, the high-rise. And it's a few other spots, but like mainly mainly just cruising the street. But that's, that's cool. Like literally nobody has come on my show and talked about skateboarding before, like to this level of it. So like for you, it might not feel like it's related, but it's, we want to learn about you and all the facets of who you are. So it's super cool to hear about. Like, were you making like, shit, I got to update this thing. Uh, no, don't worry. You can, we'll still talk. I'll fix it right now. Don't worry about it. Um, were you still like, uh, were you like doing like the little videos and going through like the whole route of demo reels? Like with the, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, like. You see that shit on YouTube at some point where man's would be like sitting there and then you'd have like the video grinding down the staircase or whatever. Were y'all making like uh, shit like that? Well, like I, I liked photography. I didn't understand videography. I didn't understand filming at that point. 
but skateboarding was the thing that got me into hearing all different types of music because you watch these skate videos you you look at oh where are they skateboarding where are they where are they going what graffiti is this do i know this spot uh then you hear all these different types of songs in these backgrounds of these guys skating and then you just kind of like pick up and make your own playlist off of that so it's like it music and skateboarding kind of went hand in hand at that point but like were you making those videos like i mean i know you didn't have the videography but like did anybody like, have I, no 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 i was i was i was just always around i was always around people taking photos and people that were filming so you were like, like i didn't even catch on to to any of that until like maybe like like five six years later like that was photos and videos it's not really my thing i was just around a lot of people that were filming taking photos so that was all like going on people were really like pushing that skate scene here yeah, there's this guy, uh, Charles Lemoyne. Shout out to Chaz. This guy is an NDG resident too. This dude really went hard in skating. Like this, this guy like picked that up off day one and then rolled with it. And he got into filming and did all that too. His his brother is a great videographer as well. Shout out to Dan Lemoyne as well. This guy, NDG has a powerhouse of people, man. Uh, all different types of skills and talents, you know. And like, I feel like. If you really want to go somewhere, you have to do just more than just taking the photos or just filming or, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's more than that. Mm. Um, no, that's a good answer. I really like where you're going with it. I was just, you know, it's cool to hear that. Right. Cause again, I never think about the skate parks. It passed by it a thousand times, but I never really like think about it. And then to think about the correlation between that and graffiti is also interesting because all the dudes that was into, uh, tagging uh back when i was in high school a lot of people like to tag shit that was all like the skaters so like i never really like you know processed that before um so how did you like migrate into graffiti you're around it you're seeing it and then at some point like how do you literally practice this like do you at home like with papers and shit working on stuff like i spent i spent most of my time on like recess and lunch breaks and like during class and it didn't really happen much after, but it was always during the day, you just kind of come up with like different concepts, different ideas. You take the bus, you see something, gives you an idea to try like something like with more thin lines, something sharper, something more colorful. Like we always had, there was always substance, you know, there was like our neighborhood w was filled with it already off the bat. Things had been running for like five, 10 years. And, and then just seeing these guys later on, you know, uh, there's this uh, graffiti shop, Sub V, on Sherbrooke, oh, right by Harvard. This oh, is like a like a shit. hidden gem for like OGs of our neighborhood. Like, I would just go by there and just chill. And, you know, just people will just come in numbers. Like, it was just the spot to be, you know, growing up. Like, these guys were all about kicks, all about music, all, all about graphic. style, all about graph. They like, these guys were were the ones, you know? That's dope. So, so you would like sketch this out on paper and whatnot at school and, and try out your practice like that before you would go uh, elevate it? Or... I, I liked I liked fill-ins a lot. So like right by like the end of like lower Westmount, St. Henry Ways, underneath the highway, right by the, the Renault Depot or whatever there, but before LG, there used to be this building called TA. And... I used to go by there just to chill 
ever before I did graffiti and learned how to draw and paint and all that shit. And this place was just like, like a, a heaven of like paint and do whatever you want kind of thing, you know, like you go there and there's people from all over the city and people from outside of our, of our country and out of our province that come down specifically just to hit that spot. You know, like you could spend the whole day there, barbecue, skating on the roof, fucking painting walls and all the sides. And like, you just, it, it made a lot of artists. And like people got the level of skill that they that they have now because of that spot. Yeah, that's it's the same with the silos by Saint Hen by Saint Henry Ways. You know, like a lot of people are paying that spot, but it's really been kind of like untouched by some of the greats for a long time. Whereas like TA, that was like the birthing place of like half the city and more. Like you wouldn't be a graph writer if it weren't for that spot. Yo, that is like that is like beyond interesting. So if I understand correctly, this place does it still exist? Cause or is it gone? No, this guy, this guy demolished. They demolished it. So Shit, uh, basically, I mean, it was an abandoned place that you guys could go in. You turned it into a spot to congregate, and people basically honed their skills there, and that allowed you all to practice in an environment where there was no risk. Pretty much up until people started bringing a lot more attention to it, then, you know, feds would roll through every now and then. But like, for the most part, you were good. Like if you were just clean about your shit, you know, you clean up after yourself, you hit your spot, you do your shit, you go out, you know, you spend a nice little time there and you're good. But like people like to abuse things, you know, like growing up, you know, certain alleys was the spot to kick it, you know, to roll up or just chill or like, you know, and, and then people kind of like, toxify these spots you know they they ruin them by overcrowding them bringing by leaving garbage and this and this you know you, you gotta care for what you do you know yeah, you that's don't twice you mentioned garbage is it really garbage that gets people in trouble more often than not like no it's, it's like people are messy it can be but like you're leaving a trail you know you leave a trail of what you do like you know like it's people were here it's it's inevitable but like the Yo, it's, it's fascinating how the eco-friendly option is also the good one to not get caught. But like, yo, if I pull up somewhere, I swung my spliff, I'm not being loud, I'm not drawing attention. But if I come, I swung my spliff, I play my music super loud, I'm leaving my garbage and shit. Of course you don't want me coming back. <laughs> of course no. you don't want me coming back. Right, because then you give the people who live there the opportunity to really consider the fact that you're there because they they think about it in the later times when you're not there. Your no space much. is your space until you can't be there anymore. You know, like things come and go. Like, like you, I'm, I'm a little like, bit. We walk our neighborhood, bro. Like there, there are so many buildings and spots now that are filled up by another building. You know, yeah, so that's true though. Actually, I when would... I think about NDG, that is the that's a lot has changed. Like, you want to say when did TA stop? It was pretty much like a bit before the super hospital. Oh fuck, eh? That, sh that shit was a big dirt hole for a long time. Tell me, oh, six years, non seven years. That shit took like thirteen years. Yo, I remember being like in high school, and it would be like the super hospital is going to be done in two thousand four. And then it would be like the same <laughs> signs got updated to two thousand six. <laughs> the yeah. same signs would get updated. Like, yo, they have the printing for that. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs>
No, but that's like I know it sounds kind of like whatever to talk about garbage like that, but sometimes like these really obvious things appear in your face, and you're like, you know what? I'll bet like everything good in life got fucked up because motherfuckers didn't clean up after themselves. I was like, some not everything, but a whole lot of shit got fucked up on some people just didn't throw their trash out shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. That's really it. Like you, you keep clean. You be good, be true. Keep clean, like. There shouldn't be an issue, you know, regardless of whatever negative shit you're doing. Like, you keep clean. You should be clean everywhere you go. It's not just like a, because there's no garbage, but like, you know, it, it, it starts somewhere. <laughs> nah, for real. But that is a big time knowledge nugget. It was an unexpected knowledge nugget, but I fucking love it still. Is. All right. So you basically get into that vibe. So like, man, now I'm so fascinated. Now it's like I have to go down this rabbit hole of like learning about the graph scene and shit, because it's just another part of the culture to me that is absolutely worth discussing. So thank you yeah, for sharing. I, 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 lived that, man. I lived and breathed graph for like a good nine, nine strong years so, with like a good two, three years on and off. So who are like the, the, the coolest people? Like if let's say I had to pick a top five that I should be looking up to go interview one day, who would you put as like the coolest people you would think from the city? Um, well, like there's, there's different scales of people. Like if like okay. for some of the older heads, it might be harder to, contact them not worried about like contacting them in a, let's pretend it's hypothetical it's just to give people flowers okay well like right off the bat like we have a like i wouldn't say generic but like there's like a solid like forefront of like you know there's this crew vc it had scan castro a good couple of guys like these guys yeah. were big names they do big shit everywhere not little stuff they were known for going bigger going home you know they have that guy, Jazz. He's a big NDG grapher, too. This guy's been writing since time. Like he's he's like the, the, the prince of it all. Kid grew up and did it all. We've had like a lot of New York influence, too, in from in NDG, from the graffiti scene. Like, very, very, very big. Like, uh, it's with the music, the graph, and everything, the influence definitely came from there, too. But, like, we have, we have some guys like uh, Manor. This guy, he's equally like high up in Toronto and high up here too. The yeah, guy Kurt. So people are like mobile with it. And then uh, depending what area you go to as well, you know, like you, like a lot of the hipster graphers, like the more different artsy artsy type of guys, was from the plateau, the East End. These guys had a wackier style, whereas like West Side was more bold, more more fat, more sharp, like. The east side played a lot more colors, more skinny, like really, you know, sometimes uh, like a level of cleanness didn't matter because it was more uh, like abstract or even a little bit more different. Like every, every influence affected every neighborhood for what style came out from it and what they made from it. Yeah, that is like, again, like, like uh, Bonnie just said in the chat, like that's cool. Like I never would have thought of it until you said it. Because like, again, I never even considered how to like evaluate the style of just writing like that like that there would even be such a, a commonality to it i just see shit sometimes here and there and i just don't look twice at it most of it because it doesn't mean a whole lot to me a solid forefront of graffiti writers definitely came from collage de montreal and face these guys like pumped pumped work bro like they they had next style art and some of the west island kids they didn't have like the the street context of like the hand styles and 
and the throw-ups really which was like big flops and stuff like rounded type of things more or less these guys were more into pieces more more burners kind of more technical shit so it was cool to see like the the rotation and change from who got a who was affected from what you know like there's a dude too m-o-r-z mars this guy did like a like a little whale guy with the tusks and shit. I used to see that little design everywhere when I grew up. It only picked up to me years later. You know, you're on the bus, you're on the metro, you look at the windows, you look at the side, there's always something written, you know? Like, that shit just, like, it It stuck to me, you know? It, it was like, this is going to run forever, basically, you know? Like, and that's the difference, you know, from drawing on something, like, with a marker on a mailbox to using a can on a wall. You don't know the the life expectancy of what you're doing, right? But the risk is the same pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, if you wanted to live and do the most with it, you you choose your spots more and more precisely. You know, you go a little lower because you know that guy is going to have to bend down and clean it. He doesn't want to bend down. You go a little bit higher, you climb that fence. The average Joe is not going to want to climb the fence and buffer it out, you know? Now they have those high-pressure water things, but, like, before the game was completely different. They were still squeezing and wiping, bro. Like, they didn't have, you know, you were you were fighting against the, the quality of the inks and the paints and, and what materials you were writing on. Like, people were obviously writing on windows. It's easier to clean that. So what people start doing is writing on the floor or scratching something in a window or scratching something on the side of the scratching bus or, like, you know, these types of things. Like, some some artists only just play with the rock on the window. Some people had just markers. It was it was very, very different. But that was the thing, is that a lot of people always came in collectively. So you'd meet a crew. They all rep their crew, but every single person had a different flow for that one style variant that they all held. So it was pretty cool just to see the growth and change and all of that. Yo, that was ridiculously cool. That was an amazing segment. I'm really grateful that you chose to share that. Because, like, again, man, that's what we're all about is is the history and the knowledge. And to be honest, it's correlated entirely to the music. But more importantly, it's a big part of your history. And you said that came first. And I'm so glad that you shared a little bit of what that's like. I mean, just well, to, to be... I, I wouldn't be where I was without having done art or graffiti. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have made me realize, like, what you put in and what you can receive back from it, you know? So it's it's a visual representation, right? Like you you if you practice there, and you practice drawing and drawing and drawing, you're gonna get more and more ideas because you're getting used to drawing a certain way. So you're gonna want to expand from that, you know? Like, and the difference from being able to like you shouldn't be ambidextrous right off the bat sometimes, right? But if you practice enough with your your left hand, like I'm right-handed, but I use my left yeah. hand for enough shit too, and I didn't realize that a little later on, you know, until seeing people who are strictly either like right hand or left hand, you know, now there's a big breed of people who are pretty much capable to do both things with both hands. And that's a, that's a big benefit, you know, because you're going up, you're doing one thing with one hand. I come up with two. I'm filling six feet of a wall in the time that you're stuck doing two or three, you know, it's, it's timing. (laughs) <laughs> no that's super nifty too again this is just shit i never thought about it, so i don't have like great crafted answers or parallels to make or wit here nah this is just nifty ass information i'm glad you're sharing with me because i again didn't even consider ambidexterity because you know i'm completely just right-handed and rolled with it my whole life and yeah. an- another thing about that too is that 
like being able to read someone's handwriting you know there are people like that that to me when i was younger was always a cool job you know like having these people like figure out a person just by their handwriting you can do the same with graffiti i got so good at copying exactly what was being produced by everyone else that it taught me a lot more and then from there i could tell if that person was right-handed or left-handed based off what they did how the angle was where the line went like is it was crazy mm. i broke so it down to the to the science of, and the numbers but that explains a lot to the echoes on the videos well yeah that goes for filming too <laughs> you know certain people have a filming style yes there is a certain way to do it but based off what what weight how you angle yourself like everything is a fact nah it's big facts uh, as I learn a lot more about the visual world, I, I, I see those correlations. I notice that the people who draw are often more on the visual. Like there's a, there's a lot of people who draw that then go on to do like video editing and people who don't draw tend to not do it. Is it an absolute fact? No, but I've been noticing shit like that. So like it just makes sense, but it has to do with like noticing the stuff. Like I, I don't draw much because I don't care about the visual details that much. I have to get well, like other... the, the talent shouldn't shouldn't really matter in that sense because like it if you're being about the art then you are an artist but it's the interest in the areas right so like you're gonna notice certain things because of your visual acuity that allows you to like kind of like think about angles in a way where lack of education would prevent me from thinking about the same level of detail to the angles that you have if you if you take that in too then you're we also take in structural integrity of certain things right like if you're looking at like a, a wall and then there's like a you know something sticks out at a certain point even though there's that angle you'd still be able to you know properly paint your thing get your thing on like it kind of it adds a bit more effect to it too it, it looks better than just being bam on a flat wall flat spot a lot of negative space just boom Sometimes there's like a little beauty to, you know, like having worked around the brick and whatever's left. Like. Yeah, I would never would have thought about any of that. So like, I totally appreciate the way your brain is functioning and the way you see the world. Cause like, now I'm going to go like start looking at bricks and walls and things in a little bit of a different way. Look at graffiti art different just cause you brought it up just cause you made me think about it with your words. And that's fucking ridiculously cool. So uh, I guess you're doing this throughout high school and whatnot. Or is it beyond that? Yeah, graph graph was like grade eight, grade eight and on. Two thousand and like uh, two thousand, late two thousand seven, early two thousand eight is when I started, and I rocked that shit out very hard until twenty thirteen, and then I started slowing it down. Had a couple of things to to take in and work with, and kind of like graph. The aggression of the graph stopped at that point, but I always still have the skill, the talent, and, and the desire for it. You know, like a lot of the greats right now are people who aren't even producing the work, but are still able to do it. You know, so it's like before, like before COVID and shit, like, you know, there was like, yeah, hip hop shows and stuff, but there was also art exhibitions and shit. Like a lot of stuff in the East yeah, End, you just pop up, you get to see like different types of artists, different like, people doing different shit. Like, or even under you know, pressure. Creative, yeah, under pressure, yeah. meeting a styles. Like these are big, big things. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Like that that type of shit is like what, what showed you like, okay, I can do something more than just, you know, like popping on this corner or hitting this alley or 
pop in the shit on the bus or whatever, you know, like you can hit events, you do more like. I definitely think it helps elevate the entire art form. I mean, I never grew up with a negative stigma towards graffiti. Like I just never had it because I grew up around quote St. Luke and DG land and it was just always there. You just always saw it and it always looked beautiful. So you just never had that association in, in my opinion. And most of us here love graffiti. Like, like I don't really know anybody. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's people. My anecdotal world doesn't have people that like really dislike the shit. In fact, people seem to be jealous of how much shit's here. New York puts us to shame, but people are jealous of how much it's here. It's fucking cool. Um, but now, nah, so you did that for for a minute. Uh, what at what point does like music start to kick into your life? Is that something that uh, or, yeah. So, I always I always beatbox. Like I was saying in the beginning, I was a beatboxer. Like just random points in my life, around random crowds, I just see people spitting doing freestyles. I'd always just beatbox, and then at a certain point, the cipher would run out. And eventually I warmed myself up to just finding that, that dead point, that dead zone. And I, and I spit some bars and like the first, first full time I did that, I just went on for like, like a good, like five, six minutes. And then like movie style, just like the silence and then the, Oh, so then from there, it just like, I was, I only like freestyling if other people were freestyling, but beatboxing, I was just making, making beats, making shit in my head all the time. Like life to me is, 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 is a movie, bro. Like he, I, I, the beat is to the beat to life. Like <laughs> the music is life. Like. So hold up. Uh, when did you start beatboxing? Was it just always something you did or was it like something you made a conscious effort to get into? Um, it was, it was just something like, I just liked trying to replicate sounds. I liked copying the graph, you know, like trying to copy styles. But when I'd hear like, uh, you know, like when you just walk around, you take a walk on the block or you're on the bus or something and you hear like a little piece of a conversation or some random sound or something picks stands out to you. I, I was like impulsive to try to just like, like, just like, uh, Tourette's so I just like shoot it out and like it always like tempted me to try to practice making sounds and beatboxing just seemed like the thing to do so just kept banging shit and beatboxing and then from there I uh, just got my rhythm of life let's say you know and I, I stayed to that so you see the world like that Bjork movie where she like <laughs> fucking sees the world with the sounds and it's a musical dancer in the dark or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're on it but, uh, but yeah every, everything gives you a different sound so like there, there's inspiration could come from anything you know like it's like how you're saying like you know you're gonna keep an eye now for like different types of like structures and graph and this and this like being in a car i don't i don't drive but like i'm i'm either always in a whip or in another whips but whatever whatever but you see you see the city you see spots that you don't frequent you see different types of life, different types of uh, of a view. Like a, a different view will always give different perspective. You know, like that's something that's cool about our hood is like we have a good couple of rooftops. You know, you, you can hit that up and you get to see it all. Like, mm. so I mean, a view is is something that's supposed to give you that that confidence, that jump to like, I want more. You know, like you see something, go get it. 
I mean, I hear what you're saying. I know that not the whole world sees it like that, but I definitely love the way that you see it. Actually, just all of this is really fascinating. Like just the way you, you have like such a almost optimistic is the right word. Like look around the world and you just see beauty like all over is what it feels like. I hadn't been happy for a long time. So to be happy, I'm, I'm definitely making the most. Like, I'll tell you that much. Mm. I appreciate that too, what you just said. That's big. That A, life gets better is a bigger takeaway from that. Cause, uh, definitely. Um, like the one thing about me is that if someone calls me on something, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like I'm not saying like impulse, like, oh, if uh, something no, unrealistic, no, no, but I'm saying man. like if you say <laughs> spit some bars, I'll spit some bars. If you say beatbox, you say do this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm able. I'm able. Regardless if I'm just waking up or if I'm just going to bed, like I will be able to spit you bars. I will be able to make a song. I will be able to beatbox. I'll be like I'll have that in me because that's just me. It's not an on and off switch, you know. Some people are like, okay, I have my times. I have my times. Yeah, you get different periods of inspiration and like a different source to be able to produce and make your work, but like. I, I really like I have I have it my battery is not gonna end. It's, it's not I feel that heavy. No. no, I mean I really do. On a personal level, I completely get that. I'm more of a as my girlfriend does not like it. But I'll wake up ready to have the like the conversation or whatever my brain it paused and now it is unpaused and I'm ready to go from the minute I wake up. I'm not nice in the morning, but I'm ready to go in the morning. Not, those aren't the same things it takes me like two hours to like be nice but like i'm ready to go and then like you know it's probably if i was ever going battle rap it should be at six in the morning i'll tear somebody up. <laughs> i don't even think twice and then at nine in the morning i'll be so sad i'm like why was i being mean but at six i'm ready to go <laughs> but um uh so that's really fresh though man the beatboxing thing is super cool beatboxing is like really underrated like i'll be honest with you i'll be sorry for cutting you off real quick i like i have it i've loved it i haven't done it in a long 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 time but it's there in me you know so i thank you for actually being like put me on spot like oh beatbox right now could you <laughs> but like i can you know so it's like it's i never heard it i never felt like so, pursuing it you know so it kind of like got me to a to a halt but like i'd, I'd love to see like what more I could do right now because I have a higher music music knowledge. Yo, I'm sitting there going, how do I get Shfeli to like show up and give me a fucking beatbox beat? <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, about. Oh, yeah. If you, you have a dog. You have a dog. I'll record you. A, I swear. A, a, um, of course. Reaper, sixty bucks, everyone. Sixty dollars for Reaper. Everybody can afford Reaper. I don't care. Oh uh, yeah. You don't. No, need... no, no. Yo, if you're a Windows user, yo. If you're a Windows user, real shit, go get Cake Walk that's just ah. free. Yo, this is like a little $60 full VST plugin and it links to fucking OBS. For 60 bucks, I'm rolling with that shit. Links to OBS is magic. Not every dial links to OBS. And for 60, it's 60. That's all I'm saying. Most of us will smoke 60 in a week sometimes. Just check it. Um, okay. But no, so, uh, yeah, that's cool that you mentioned Bismarcky. That's a good fucking person to mention. Um, but like, you everything. Yeah, no, hold no, that, that wasn't me. I'm not going to lie. That was the, the comments holding me down. Yo, shout out Peter West, uh, for coming through. Okay, yeah, Peter West, what up? What up? And he says to you too, showbiz. He, he caught you. He's saying it also just so that you're included in Peter West. Hello. Um, but 
Damn. No, but that's so fucking cool that you do the beatbox. Cause like I was trying to like, you know, it's a it's one of those fascinating ones, right? I am a bad beatboxer. Like I'm not good at it, but I can hold a rhythm for a little bit. So that's how I know I'm not good because I can't hold it for a long time. I'm like, you like <laughs> it's true though. That's what a beatbox. Yo, when you can hold that shit for like 15 fucking minutes and sh yo, that is like a skill. That is like you. That's timing where like as a rapper you can get away with a lot of shit that a beatboxer can't. So like, I really fucking like really appreciate it. But uh, how did you learn the beatboxing? That's another question we just got. Okay, yeah. So, like I was saying, um, like uh, just on random walks of, of life day to day, you know, I, I'd hear like uh, someone say something or a weird sound or something like that. And I just tried to replicate that, you know, and like uh, it, it kind of just came a bit more to me because people were rapping without a beat at the time, like beats and instrumentals and tight beats. Like this wasn't like really like a thing at that time. People were just acapella or like humming and doing weird like freestyle parody type things you know like just random inputs like that and something that like made me feel like i could do it a little bit more was in men in black i don't know if you remember but in this scene the guy goes to the post office and at this point he doesn't know really about like the aliens and stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah but then when he starts to detail them out and and shit he sees one of the guys movie. I forget exactly what happens, but then the awareness comes and the guy just starts. Yes. And it's like some oh, alien talk okay. or something. That one came through clean. And from there, that was that was just like I was like, okay, this guy like he really went hardcore in it. And in, in high school in grade seven, I played the drums for like percussions for like three months and i was like and in that way i was always like okay i like this you know so the bass the 808 the pop the sound like it kind of picked up to me i didn't have words at that point but i had a vibe and a feeling for it and like like you were saying you know like i can actually go on like i remember at options two in high school we went to this little, little school competition thing and one of the teachers had picked me to just do a beatboxing thing and out of the four schools, I won. And, like, it was just super random and mad funny. And, like, nothing came from it. But, like, it was still cool to be like, okay, I was this year's winner for this. You know, like, I was beatboxing. Something I didn't do for a while. Like. Yeah, that's that's nifty. I've been, like, low-key trying to teach myself to beatbox without help for the last decade. So I'm not good at it because I didn't get help. But that's so fucking cool to me. Believe it or not, I think you being able to beatbox proper makes you so fucking blessed. Like, I'm so glad you shared that with us because I had no fucking idea prior to this. And I'm, like, grateful <laughs> that we all know this now. It's actually something that, like, no one would know that I could incorporate or work with, you know? Like, it's, it's something that I should definitely, like, dig a little deeper with, but Yo, I got like it. My guy Ismail said, you're a real hip-hop head doing multiple elements. Yeah, hey, so yes. so that's the thing about me is yes. that you look at me, Facts. you listen to me, it's it's two different things, you know. Like it's <laughs> a little bit harder for the people to like they go like I'm I'm no one's cup of tea. I'll tell you that. But like one thing that I do have is a million and one ways with the music. I have, I have so many subgenres within every other type of song. Like you, you played everything. You, like you were you were, you were trying to you were running my my catalog right. 
you weren't even close to done. I like you you went you went back a little, like you know, there's like three three years worth of stuff, but I keep the runnings. That's one thing for sure that I have is that you look at my name, I have features off the deck. I'm constantly trying to I'm constantly working with people and I'm constantly putting out my own work and produce. So like So you also produce? I, I don't no no, I'm just saying I'm producing work. Okay. Like I just wanted to like clarify that because it's one I got of the, one like, beat from him. <laughs> I got the exclusive beat from him. On so my track, Link Up. So Shvelli does have one beat out there. <laughs> yeah, but music, it's a secret. music videos, Not anymore, music but... videos, I have a, I have like the turret gun, like it does not stop. Shout out Cassidy, Elevated Visuals, Elevated Records. Yeah. I uh, linked up with him, uh, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll we, do, we will, we will. Dude, I'm loving this. This is cool. This is like... This is what the show is, actually. That's that's all I got to say. You're doing it. You're killing it. You're bridging the gap. Um, I definitely will bridge this gap. So, basically, we're what? In, like, the 2000s to early 2010s at this so, point with the graffiti yeah, yeah. and the so beatboxing? Yeah, yeah. So, we're in 2008, 2009, 2010. At this point, I was, I was not even, like, like weed was like a, like, a, okay, here, you know, smoke a one, two, split, whatever, but life didn't even get deep and dark at that point it was just proactive you know a lot was going on there's a lot of people doing different things uh the graph was was taking a little bit of a turn with the street life as well but school stuff was kind of coming to a close i was hitting dawson at that point uh fucking night school yeah night school at dawson and i worked at ios during the day <laughs> This is near Namur uh, Station and uh, Uptown. This is Inbound Outbound Solutions. Some Fido shit. Mm, Fido and Rogers. I, I knew it, but I didn't know. know it. No, I know what it is now. I know exactly what it is now. <laughs> they know, they know. So that that was that was around those times. And believe it or not, music was still just as relevant in a way that, like, I was I was starting to play a lot more of like. New York, Chicago, a lot, a lot of like southern stuff too. Like, if, at that point, I met a few guys. One, one dude named Trey Brooks, and one guy Don One. These guys, you should check them out. They have music dated from the good time till now. Definitely someone you should check out, bro. These guys put on, and they have quality, quality work. Like these guys, like they would catch catch me doing my little freestyles here and there, you know. Like they gave me my props, but uh, no one was taking me like uh, song worthy at that point, you know. I was just like that, that random like white guy just who just did a little bit of everything. I was I was lively, <laughs> but uh, around then, like this was two thousand yeah two thousand ten two thousand eleven. So, this is uh, Ellie. Hi, my Ellie. Puppy. Very cute puppy. I'm a big dog fan, so I'm okay with the dog. It's, it's, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's rare. Usually people have cats and whatnot, because Montreal's not that dog-friendly, let's be real. So, oh, so like, yeah, I just got this dog. She's nine weeks old. Mm. Fresh, Super fresh, cute. fresh. Feisty. That's the good right. age. You have a cat, too. I see her in the back. Yeah. No, I, I, we got two cats over here too. They like to come and interrupt my work meetings now and meow 
So that's a new thing they've gotten into. Honestly, uh, yeah, that's what Ali was doing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, sorry. So, so you're in 2012, and you're basically some dudes uh, have your freestyle, and they give you your props. But you okay, yeah. So at this point, they... I was just seeing, I was seeing a lot more, like, because YouTube was just starting to kind of be a thing at that point. Right. People were dropping a few videos. Um, like you've heard, you know, Elon Ski, Michael Jacobs, Lab Noise, um, right. fucking, uh, the, like these guys were, these guys were filming and doing a little bit of everything, uh, grew up off of that, uh, flea, bliggity, uh, boy blue type of stuff. The obviously I blast, you know, uh, and RBR and, and all that, uh, even young Jedi, uh, a few of these guys, like there was, there's always music and, and stuff around the hoods. And it kind of like, it was just inevitable, you know, everything kind of tied in more and more as everything kind of matured. Yo, it's nifty. Cause I grew up in the same place. I went through like a lot of stuff that had me not being involved in any of this and I didn't know any of this happened. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Uh, to I be honest, to, like, hold on. I went to Wager and I didn't know any of this happened. I didn't even know. How did you not what? No, but do you remember do you remember <laughs> when Wager when Wager got sent to Westmount and then the other Yo, I was in the last year. grad class of Wager. So I remember it because we I graduated in 05 and then there was no 06. So I'm very it's a very vivid time of yeah. my memory. Yo, we had, we had to deal with those like at, at those times when when Wager got put into Westmont yeah. and all that stuff, like, yo, you have to watch out which metro were you at, if you had your white headphone dog, like the iPhone around those times, like everything everything was very different, you know? You could get caught up at any metro, anywhere, anywhere, wearing the wrong color, chilling with the wrong person, like, shit like that. Yeah, I went to Wager and I was in, like, nothing, none of it. Like, I went there and I was just the white dude at Wager, so it just went away from me. It was a little weird. It was an experience. Um, I mean, the life you lead is the, the life that you're around, right? You know? So I was so. definitely in some, like, super Christian phases because of my dad and whatnot. So it was, like, just completely the opposite, like, experience, right? I went to cadets. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, went, I went to church up until, like, 14, 15. So I was in cadets from, like, so I was in Westmount a lot, going to the cadet stuff. So that was my whole teenage years, was locked up in, like, cadet-related activities, for real. Like, I went camping a lot. I left the I did scouts until Ventures. Yo, there's scouts that. here? We were just talking about scouts and shit. Yeah, I didn't yo, even realize the there scouts, was. Scouts was a big thing, yeah. You want to, like, like childhood up until, like, 17? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yo, but, yeah. Yo, thanks yeah, for coming through. Know. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yo, Showbiz is going to have one in the future, trust. We already talked about it. It's going to be a real thing that happens. Yo, happy birthday to him too, man. Yo, happy birthday, showbiz. I stopped checking the Facebook birthday thing. Yeah. Bye bye. Respect, <laughs> respect. Um, yeah, no, honestly, yeah. I didn't even realize like how long this. I know it's gonna sound corny, but me and my girlfriend were just talking about scouts, and I was like, I never did scouts, so this is the regular conversations I have in my life. So, uh, like, what is it like to go through scouts? Honestly, my, my mom put me in that shit so that I could get out of the city as much as possible. Uh, it, was, it was so that we could do some, a little something more, you know? Like, I, I liked Scouts because 
you were you were out in nature you were outside you were doing something you're keeping busy you know regardless if it's like learning a knot or doing this activity or whatever whatever like we you were always doing something constructive you know like it, it was it was good ways bro like yeah, you, really felt that taught way us cooking it taught us being proper you know like it gives you structure like you it, it gives you ways to become a person you know you have an option of being like okay i can be structured to a certain point while still be able to being myself you know actually yeah i really get that i got that same like experience with cadets to the teenagers because they teach you a bunch of shit you gotta like do a bunch of structure routines the marchings but like the uniforms you don't even understand why you're ironing a uniform when you're like 16 i can tell you that much and then you realize it's the habit and the disciplines and i don't know it's cool to think about like but uh, I didn't even know you went till se- it goes till seventeen, or is that like you're a scout leader? Well, like I, I kind of yeah, that was ventures. That's like the last thing you can do before becoming like a counselor or like the head leader or whatever and all that. Uh, but like I, I rocked it the long way with my boy uh, PJ from from childhood. Uh, we 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 did a lot of cool things, you know. You go kayaking, you do canoes and shit, like you know learn forest fires and shit like you 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 do some good stuff that's cool honestly i like that shit too i got to do canoeing and kayak well not canoeing canoeing scared the shit out of me because they tipped but kayaking i did through like church youth groups and shit now it's fucking mad blessed yeah i went to a sorry for getting up there i went to a, a christian camp called camp king cora they have like a few different programs down there and stuff it was like christian forward and shit but these guys, like, I learned the tea rescue, did a lot of fishing and stuff. Like, that was, that was some good times, you know? I got the Christian camp circuit a bit, too. I went to this camp Livingston or something. Because, yo, my, my family's, like, well and shit, right? So, like, we didn't come from, like, nice, nice. We came from maybe not that. Like, we were on, like, uh, fucking, what is it, Cranbrook over by, like, Edinburgh and shit. That's where, like, I was growing up on that side of things. So, okay. like, um yeah we just but we didn't have a lot of money and whatnot so my parents found these different opportunities to like get us out of the city to like give us whatever they could that like other people were doing that we could get involved in that would like let me have cool experiences like that so i really empathize heavy with everything that you're saying here well like that's the thing it's like you know sometimes when you grow up bro you don't have many options like you know if your parents can't get you into sports or if you're not like doing this or if you don't have like your social insurance number for a job or if you're already not like doing street shit then you know like camping and like doing that type of stuff like is it's a very good option you know like you meet different people like it's at that point like it's it's really it pushes the awareness for focus you know because me growing up bro i had no focus i i was aimless you know, if I had someone kind of like directing me a little bit more, I would have been more structured and more mature at a, at a different pace. But because of that, you only figure out this shit now, you know, you, you late bloomer, you know, so I'm definitely late on my steps, but the awareness is so high that like, you know, I'm able to give back in different ways from music, but also just like past experiences and shit too. Uh-huh. So no, that goes a long way. It's really cool because, like I said, everyone's story is actually interesting to me. Like, everybody's just lived, like, stuff. Like, plus it was all here, you know, NDG, which is flat. Yeah. Well, you said five years in Uptown at some part of one of your songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Respect, respect for the quote. But uh, I, I did do five years Uptown. 
and uh that was that was a little bit more serious in some ways but dg was was always was always the the heart and the the heart and the roots <laughs> no fair enough um so let's say you're around 2012 then and you're yeah, at yeah. this point is this when you become like song worthy in the eyes of people so 2k13 kind of pulling a halt on graph slowing down there still drawing still heavy into drawing still doing a few things but not really putting myself out like that uh i had a couple of guys that i put on at that point they're still pu still putting in work still still repping and like i had taken a turn i stopped going to school i stopped working and i started playing the block a little bit and that kind of brought me a different mentality and introduced me to different people and it kind of took me away from a lot so he took me away from my family too uh, i had like big absent point periods where i like I, I drop off the the face of the earth like that for a long time and i just pop back up you know like it's a it's a bad quality to have but like it, it's uh it saved me at some points but like sometimes you, you need a you need a break away to have a bit of clarity and at that point like i had a lot of people around me a lot of people like doing shit like i i didn't really have time to to focus like i was saying you know focus is a big thing like i kind of just had to deal with what was happening at the time with the with the option or two options that i had at that point in period uh, like and it was 24/7 it was not daytime is daytime nighttime is nighttime it was just 24/7 for like a, a good a good year and a half like at in one spot and even like uh how, i don't know how 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 deep i can go you know so as long as you don't incriminate anything i don't really mind what you say just just be mindful that this is live to an audience and we don't yeah. want to have snitching we don't want to be dj vlad but if you're saying something for the sake of education or purposefulness i don't mind what you say in terms of uh, that. well i won't i won't too into that but but i want i, I don't want to be known as why i spent five years outside you know so so like you did some stuff did some stuff yeah. is as deep as anybody okay. needs to know as far as specifics go yeah. you did some That's stuff <laughs> and that's that's what happened so like from there i learned a lot i regrouped and like i just i just took a different build right because like at that point like i wasn't known so much for the music i was known i was very red zone hot known it for me and like i didn't have enough time to really soak it in and feel out my options like i was saying time was just moving forward so like I moved too quickly for myself and it definitely it definitely taught me a lot so for the next 5 years to follow that that's this is now coming to a turn of like 2014 2015 I was I was settled well settled in the uptown I regulated the hustle was still keeping good I I was not I was not working had no focus like that but I was still keeping in tune with the local artists you know I was watching a lot of like uh one six gym uh, and like and 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 some of those guys like t times shout out t times too you should look this guy up he's a hard working artist this guy's been doing shit since time 
I mean, these guys was just like the motivation of being like, they're doing this, you know, I didn't have the ability to kind of like structure myself to writing yet. You know, that, that didn't come at all to me. Like, uh, my, my buddy Kayvon, uh, he, he spent some time down in the States and I went to high school and elementary school with him and he's from NDG too. So everybody's kind of tied in at that point. So this dude comes back and then he actually taught me how to write a 16. Mm. Like, <laughs> Yo, what, what can you tell us okay tell everybody how to write a 16 well like from from what he showed me like the the structure of how he showed me was you can follow your each bar obviously the bar is 16 bars right but every rhyme is is two 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 lines two slots two rhyming words that was like the base one for his 16 so that i just tried to follow because i like doing hooks all the time so I just double up those or make them fours and eights. But from there, from the 16s, I just took that regular pace. But before I ever did that, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna move back. I actually used to write like random little like uh, one-liners on Facebook all the time. And I and at one point when Facebook memories started popping up, I clicked the copy and paste on some of my rhymes. So for my first song ever, it was just a bunch of screenshots of a bunch of random rhymes that I put together and I wrote them all out on a piece of paper and I formulated two songs, two like two, three minute, four minute songs worth of just bars. And then from there, he taught me how to write a 16. I realized I was like, yo, I need structure. I need to like, I need to know what I'm doing. You know, like freestyling, freestyling came more easily for me. Whereas writing was really my difficult thing. Like writing for me is a fuzzy matter in my head. Whereas freestyling, I just feel like, I can I can do whatever. Yo, I feel like it's the complete opposite for me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I, I have problems writing. Do you read a you do you read a lot? I read as much as I can, but don't read enough. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I, I was obsessed with reading and writing when I was younger. I always liked to write poetries and shit in high school. I was like the opposite rat. I didn't do the freestyling thing much. I did the poetry thing. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and it was always writing. And then, yeah, even my like day job is writing. I write all the time. Like it's basically one of the things that I can get paid to do as a hustle now. And it's like the freestyling thing, you don't like it, dude, I have to practice this at least 10 to 20 minutes a day, every day. And I've been doing it for about two years now. And that's why I'm okay at it now. But it's like, I had to put so much work into learning how to freestyle. Well, like it, it, it depends what, uh, like what, what motivation you have to freestyle, right? Some people just have pain right away and they can do that one time, or other people can build off different things for their inspiration. Like, I feel like would, there's know? like a boldness to it. So, like with writing, you can like find the right words to express exactly what you mean, and not because you know, I've always been worried, I always cared about a lot of things that maybe other people don't care about. So even with freestyling by myself in the shower is one level in front of people. It's not the same level no more. So to learn how to be able to like make that mind clog of just being able to come up with shit to say on the spot, make it rhyme and make it sound fly in front of people was never something I was good at until like really putting in the work, but writing man i was able to just ban that shit out and then go record that and memorize it and put out this this thing that i could reproduce in all states of intoxication and shit 
I actually had one of my boys ghostwrite me a song once. And uh, this was, I didn't even really like, we phone recorded it, whatever. This is like, if you want to be like your first recorded song, I guess that's it. But I recorded it on like All My Life, the Little Wayne and the Game instrumental. He, he, he ghost wrote me a song and like they made me read the rap to that. And like from there, I realized I was like, yo, I need to get in the studio. But I never knew where to go or anything like that. Yeah. But, but if you want to skip a few years uh, to getting into actually making music, like the person that brought me to the studio, my first first studio, I went to Empire House, which is by this guy, Woody Hood. You should look this guy up. This guy has been around since time. He's put a, put on like at least like 30 to 40% of of the artists that have been heard in the last like five, six years. Easy, easy, easy. Empire House was like a very, very, very big part of me. Like I used to just go to this dude. Is uh, he? It was out in Iberville, Metro, mm. far, far east side. The first person that brought me there was this guy Jay Moss. I don't know. You should you should check that guy out. He's he's not really on right now, but like he did have a catalog. So I mean, he's a talented individual. Regardless, he does his thing, you know. But uh, but that's someone you should look into as well. These are all different dudes, different sounds, different types like that. He brought me to the studio. And the engineer at the time was a buddy of my younger brothers. So they knew each other right off the bat. So it was just friendly and cool. Like they were just very accepting and open because the guys around them at that time were pretty talented and doing their thing. They, they, they were a pretty big tribe. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of NT Lord. Maybe. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. this guy, this guy's someone you should look up to. He, he started off at Empire House. He definitely uh, worked a level of popularity between the city in some ways. But uh, how I got into that was that I kept going and paying for time and recording and practicing, spitting random screenshots of my my rhymes on these random beats i didn't even know where to look for instrumentals at that point i was just using what uh, what people had on the computer i went on the computer i typed instrumental i picked beats that people already made songs to just so that i could get my shit like you know started up and then from there the guy was like yo you're you're paying me for studio time you should just like learn how to record you know, so he gave me an opportunity. He saw something in me at that point. I took it. We started up a, a next little spot. And from there, I started recording some of my buddies just around me and recording a few of the extra clients. And then from there, this thing started to pick off. I started to like realize like I could record let's go, people. Let's go. But Let's go back into you set up your own little spot. Tell us about that. Okay. So this was like a two 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 room office near Lionel Groom Metro. Okay. This was after Iberville. And at this point, I knew how to record. I had no idea what mixing was. I could not like I had no idea what mixing was. I could just record. <laughs> I'm, I know a lot of people will understand that, but like, I'm like, I can, because you know what? 
I know exactly what that means. I know all about how to arm a track and hit control R. <laughs> but like No, no, yeah, but like I knew like I knew what plugins I wanted on, but I didn't tweak mm. shit. Like, so just... like I know in theory I'm supposed to add an EQ and a couple of other things and I kinda have, like, like the EQ's on, it's just not level, there's nothing yeah, in that and I don't know what to do with like, it. <laughs> there's the preset of like the guy's layout, you know, like his EQ the the gate compressor whatever all, all the shit you know and then i just i just kept recording on his template for, for whatever songs i had you know i'll, I'll send you a few of those jumps yeah Yo, that's like what? i've been the guy who's received that templated version at homeboy studio when he was starting up on some shit back in the day for reals because like there's a couple of tracks where i'm like yo they didn't even like i guess i watched them do it they didn't mix it or anything in my memories they loaded it up it was there they slapped on the presets bro it sounds good shipped it off to me and i'm like cool this is my first song that you know like you're in that vibe you don't even think about it and it's actually you're, just, you're, just you're like yo i'm i'm on something you know so like <laughs> but the thing is i just put out one of those songs today and people fucked with it so actually it's not the worst move sometimes that that's that's what you have to like be like be open to nowadays as well as like the sound quality doesn't really matter like depending on your style like this the sound quality doesn't really matter a lot of people like there's a few songs out there that i'm like this is not mixed at all this is a pre-mix and you have 1.2 million views like that's fucked up you know yeah it's and it's an adjustment i would say it's an adjustment to the fact well, that i'm not like, gonna lie you, you play my catalog like this is a thing too that i want that i want people to understand people to know like re real real talk like from my first song on youtube to my most recent you will see the growth you will see the difference you'll see the change you'll see everything like i'm not that guy that drops one song and then five six songs it's like the same like you listen to every single one of my songs they are 100 percent different from the next song and like something that like i realized like a problem that i have with my writing is that i don't really have a writing style but i should detail myself like that but i've always had a way with words i like wordplay i've always liked slang i've always liked that but what made me start to make songs was made me start writing music was was a broken heart and a broken mind, you know, feeling that pain, feeling those emotions. Like I I never made music for nobody. I made it for myself. Love it. And then one day I was asked by somebody, who do you make music for? And at that point, I just felt like the whole world stopped and I'm like, me. But it made me realize at that point there, I had to open myself up to start to still doing me but being able to write music so that other people can listen to it and not just me because yeah. my catalog is my growth. My catalog is my personal growth. It's my story is it, it's me as me, you know, and it doesn't get any wow, than that. It, there. It's all me. I, no one else recorded me. I recorded myself. We film ourselves. We record ourselves. We did all that. So if you don't like something, I'm still learning every day. I'm learning every second. I'm learning every Everything I, every single thing I drop, every new sound I make, every song I write, every rhyme pattern I, I try next, like I'm still learning everything. So that's the thing is like right now I'm, I'm year three and I feel the equivalent drive force of a person who's at year eight. I don't have that knowledge of year eight, but I have that drive. 
Yo, honestly, I don't even know how much I agree with you. I, I feel like you're on that year three grind and hustle. Year eight is a fascinating fucking place where drive is either you're at a level where you have drive or you're not in it no more. So I definitely think if you keep doing what you're doing and you keep doing this well, my guy, you're in for a great time. But you've done so many things right, right? Like, so I want to give you all the flowers here for a second. He made some bold claims. I keep trying to do shit different. Now, let me be clear. We just ran through a lot of Shvelly stuff. And he's not the first time that I bumped Shvelly stuff because uh, that King Brown guy was supposed to come through. It didn't work out. Shvelly's worked with him. Um, the next people came through and were like, Bamboo Twigs, Shvelly's worked with him. Next one, Shvelly's worked with him. You know, I mean, he just, he's just everywhere. And, um, along the, and then you look at him and you're like, what the fuck does this guy sound like? Which is a great move and I appreciate the move. I like it with the long hair and everything. Perfect. I love it. I, I, I like this, you know, like my look, I love how, I love being underestimated, you know, like people look at me, I look a little dusty. I look a little off, like, okay, cool. You know, but here's a, here's the thing, like how you were saying, like for, for what you were just talking about before, I have a line for that. It's like, you may be first, but I'll be the one to last. So. But um, as I was listening to like the barrage of songs earlier, just back to back to back to back, of which, of like, if we want to talk about just number of music videos, this is interview number 77. You have one of the best runs of being able to consistently back to back to back to back to back play music videos. I That's, that's something that I've always wanted to make sure from day one is that I did not stop. Consistency is the, the, the number one thing. You can go hard for three years and then drop off the radar and have nothing. But if you don't monetize, you don't make anything off of that. You just had a really cool three-year run. But if I'm doing my shit and I'm staying to it, I'm doing brick by brick by brick, step by step by step. And like that's the thing too is like I'm trusting the process. I really Woo! am. And the exact definition of staying down till you come up. like. I, I trust the process because now, like I was saying, my awareness is there. Like, I know myself. I know, I really, really know what I'm feeling for this with what I'm doing. I know a lot of people are putting in a lot of work. Salute to all of them. A lot of people have different, different, we're all at different levels. We all have a different pedigree. So for the dudes that are at that, that times a thousand right now, that they're holding it down. You know, we need these people to be putting in that work so that the rest of us, can catch up in our own element while still doing our own thing, you know? Everyone can eat. Everyone can eat the right way. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a big one. I like what you're saying, though. A lot of people need the awareness of the relative factors that everybody's on a different journey. And that while somebody may be in a position to do certain things, other people uh, may be on their way there. And it's just a matter of when in time. Kind of like that story about musics and vibes and time. You're just at the place in time where you're at. But no, I like the fact that y'all move as a unit in in a sense. Y'all work together. Y'all talk together. Y'all really live up to a bigger standard like that. And um, it's so important. It really that part where you important. work with other people so cohesively is the biggest thing that made me pay more attention to you than other people i might pay attention to just on a, i'm gonna keep tabs on shvelli uh is your music like my go-to vibe no but i can tell you something i was dancing and moving around a lot more than i was expecting to <laughs> i so i, I realized 
beat. I picky and unique with the beat. A lot of people say I, I pick nice beats. But it's so. even your flow. Like you, you, you have sauce. You have, you do a lot of things I don't do personally. I, but like well, you that's do it. a lot I of things well. Like you said, hooks. You really yeah. liked hooks. You're you're a hook guy, and I can hear it in the way that you make your songs. It's almost like you write rock music in this shit, and then apply some sauce to it. It is a lot of how I feel in your structure and your delivery oh. and your presence. I want to go. I want to go back to something you had said. I'm a I'm a talker. I'm I'm. A, when it comes to making music, when it comes to the beat, I really feel like I'm not done perfecting my talk so that it's it's affected the writing style for people to be open to it or un more understanding to it you know like how you said like is it my go-to vibe i'm not i haven't made that let's go to that vibe yet you know i'm still mm. well i still mean like i know a lot of people i'm still trying to kind of like balance out like am i ready will i take that step you know like I have to I have to keep with what I'm doing to be able to advance at the rate that I can, you know? Like you tread the water until until you can. So. No, nah, but it's not even like I didn't mean it in the sense of like a talent. Like your your talent is there. I highly enjoyed the experience. It's just like what you go to it's just what you listen to like I mean it, it really is just a preference thing. I like yeah, the yeah, style. Yeah, too. I like the style a lot. I like what you do with it. I think you have such an energy to it where it's cool. Um, but, yo, like, if you go watch my Bamboo Twigs interview, I'm basically going, I'm learning the, like, melodic trap while I'm talking to him. So, like, I'm, I'm still, like, on this journey of it being, like, yo, it would have been, like, even a year ago, I would have been, like, I don't know if I want to listen to that just on the first listen. But now I'm listening to it, and I'm like, yo, he's doing some little tricks over there. Like, yo, I'm looking for a long fight, you know, like it's, you won't feel it now. You'll feel it later. But like, there's just little subtleties to how you place your flow. I like, like in your hooks and shit where like, you're not exactly in the spot you would expect. You're a little early, you're a little late, but it's nice, but it's like, it fits perfect. And I just I, want to make definitely, sure. Like, so, sorry, continue. So I just want you to know, like, I really appreciate your artistry. It's just like, uh, one of my comment earlier was like, considering it's not like my favorite style of music it's cool that i'm getting to a point where i'm dancing listening to your shit like that is like a positive thing to me i i want to point out that like this is this is just like a, a quotable too but you know when biggie was like i want to make him you know like i want to make him dance want to make him move want to make him like that's like if you don't like if you don't like my words, you'll definitely like my flow, my vibe, my energy, that that current, that 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 level, you know, like you you don't have to you don't have to fuck with it, but if you give it that that run, that run through, you can you can pick off a little bit something different, you know, like it, not even in the bad way, like people should be able to listen to songs and music that they don't like and it gives you a different level of light, like well, I mean I I like it. I actually do. I think it was good. I like your whole squad. Um, there's not much I've heard from it that I was like is bad. I've said that like sincerely for a minute. Ever since. Oh yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't, I don't doubt that. I'm just saying like, um, well, like the whole different aspect is like I I really like that because that's us. It's we're not actually like we're not straying away from ourselves. Like we are different. We move a little different. Mm -hmm. but 
that's Anna. that's what's happening right now you know like the seed is planted so like it's it's we're blooming we will bloom further like nah, i really i think so but i think part of it is that there is this like squad element which i keep coming back to because i'm fascinated by it like when i started everybody was trying to be mr solo man or like, there was a couple of cribs a couple of squads a couple of this is sure but like a lot of us had egocentricity issues to come to that we'll drop back a few years because at this point like the first video i ever filmed was with mtl mellow tv i know him i went to yeah i went to high school we went, with him we went to high school with him we went to high school with him i played basketball with this dude like it, he's he's a good guy you know he's he's a spiritual man and like i i had recorded like i said uh at empire house a few of my songs I like uh, at the time like six or seven songs they were all like three four minutes i called mellow up he comes to my house he listens to all of them he picked he picked the one he wanted he directed it we shot it and then uh, i did that i did that for my what was it my 20 20 23rd 24th birthday something like that needless to say my first video was shot with him and Cassidy was already filming with MTL Mellow at that point. He had already dropped a few projects. At that time, there was a few guys who had a little bit of limelight. And Bamboo Twigs and I both dropped our video a day apart from each other. At this point, we, we didn't link up yet. But we knew of each other. We both sparked off like... We were all in like the runnings at that point. Like the water was already current strong. We hopped on and took that road. And Mello put on a lot of people. He filmed a lot of videos. Without this guy, like half of the city wouldn't have a video. Like for sure, for sure. This nah, guy man. filmed a lot. It's facts. So I dropped a few of them. My my first song did very did very lightly but it definitely networked the right way it, it got people to see like okay you know like i had been around and now they can put a voice and a face to the name but then it was also the added value of being on uh montreal mellow or whatever the channel is yeah it's, it's, a, it's an honor to uh, to to have rock with him like gotten on at that point because like he was given a fair fee, bro. Like he was charging, he was charging a hundred bucks at the time, a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Like he was, he was a solid dude. Whereas like you had like Pav Films, five bills. You had like uh, these other dudes, like uh, Kevin Shane and all those guys, like eight bills, a thousand bucks. Like at that point, like I was still like, okay, am I going to invest a thousand dollars into a video that like, to a song that like I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to like, I'm trying to perfect me before I get to that, you know? Because I've seen a lot of dudes just, like, waste money, you know? I've seen a lot of people just waste money and be stupid. And, like, this is real shit. Like, I, I come off a $0 budget making, like, a $1,000 plus production. Easy peasy sometimes more. And do, dudes break themselves on a budget. They bust themselves for, like, let's say, 250 on the song. Because studio time and all that. Then you do 500, 800,000 for the video. They put no promo. They don't do promo. They just spend all that money and they're like, mm, I'm going to get super rich and famous. Like, it doesn't work like that. 
You know, it doesn't work like that. There are hundreds, you and the rest of them, darling, hundreds and hundreds of people are constantly putting out music. And it's like, I love it. the one thing is, it's like they're putting out music for other people, but they're not, they're not relating or attracting or getting to those people, you know? Whereas I'm making music for myself and I'm slowly opening myself up to more people, you know? Like I, 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 had a, I, I only hit Spotify full, full, full 2020, but I had feature on Spotify from 2018 already. Like I was, I was already aware of that, you know, but I, I only started being like, okay, you know, like uh, YouTube views only really mattered to me in the beginning. You know, I was like, I need, I need that first, you know, and streams, streams is a beautiful thing. You got like, for the people that don't fuck with you here, there's going to be that much more people outside that are going to love you and appreciate you because they have that time to break into you, you know, regardless of a person being like, let me put up this wall in front of me because I know you, I'm not going to listen to your music. So as many people as I have listening to me, I have just as many people willingly not choosing to listen to me. Yo, I've had that, yo. So that one is, is a fascinating one. I've had people dead ass look me in the eye and be like, I'm not going to listen to your music because I'm afraid it's going to be trash and I won't be able to look at you the same or some bullshit like that. I'm like, oh, it's like that. Like, there's a lot. Like, look, and if that's how people feel, that's cool. And I don't actually require anybody to listen to anything I do. I'm totally okay with that. But if you want to be my homeboy or my friend or somebody close to me and you can't be bothered to listen to a single thing just to see if you like it, that's a weird thing to me that you're afraid or you refuse to do it. Maybe we're not friends if you refuse to do it. Like if you don't if you don't have the time to if, if, if you're not going to listen, at least when you do hear it out, at least say something, speak on it, you know, speak why communication is key. You know, like if you, you don't you don't like my music. Tell me. I need you to tell me what you don't like about it because like if you're gonna be around me or if you wanna be with like be with me, you know, like at least tell me why. So you know what's like, crazy what? is I asked my girlfriend why she didn't like my music. Which is fair. Cause she didn't like it that much. She respected it. I like that. Respect is cool. But then she said, Cause you don't make fun music and I can't dance to anything. Okay, hey, so that's the thing too. My dad said that when he did hear some of my music, he's like, oh, your music is very dark. You know, and it's like, it's harder for people to appreciate some levels of music if they're not in that that mm. shoe to be able to soak that in, you know? And like, and I get that too, you know? Like, there's a way to like, like pull it out as a medium where like a, all audiences can listen to it, but I'm still not at that technique yet. You know, I'm still working that curve, like, I, I like what I'm doing. I like where I'm at. And just to let you know, too, the music that I've been dropping is all old music. I am I have so much banked up. Like, I'm dropping music from two two years ago. I'm not done dropping music from there. Like, I, I still have a lot, a lot to go. And the quality and everything is just constantly elevating and jumping up and, like, becoming finer and finer and, like, We'll just, it'll, when I'm there, everyone, you'll know, you know, well, I'll know too when I'm there. That's, <laughs> that's it, you know, like, I feel like when you, when you speak to people, it's like, not, not what do you have for me, but what can you provide? You know, what do you have to show? Like people just have just that, you know, like some people, it's just like, 
boom, this is it. This is all I have. Whereas like, I'll give you, I'm giving you my, my line one, but I'm still traveling, bro. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm going and I'm taking it for the long way. Like people, people are going to try to stay in their element and it's not going to work because like there are dudes who have like 10 years in and then they just chilled in that little level of comfort and then never wanted to pop the bubble or break for more. If you're maximizing off the most from that, then sure, stick to it. But like, I hate how... Hold on. If I'm going to paraphrase what you just said is don't be making the same music you've been making for 10 years unless you're already making bank on that shit. <clears throat> In a way, yeah. In a way, yeah. Okay. Point period. Like, because if, like... I could I could take one one song and I can create like many different vibes just off that song. But like if you become like you become dulling at that point, like if you're rocking out something from ten years, like it's exact. Like I put it in graffiti terms, you know. There's dudes who who didn't gain skill. If you're not gaining skill and you're still like coming at me with like three on tens and five on tens, like yo buddy, just what the pick hell up is and three on ten else. and a five on ten. Well, like, like, uh, like for music quality, style, and all that, you know, like, if if you're if you're making songs that are like, like level like three on ten, four on ten, if you're not meeting that that quality, that medium, if you're not growing or learning, then you need to figure out what you're doing at that point. That's not helping you, you know. Like, you, you need to figure out where you're not yeah, where you're like wrong, you but where you're limiting yourself, you know. If you get you get comfortable doing what you're doing, like that's the issue with us is like, I know, like dead facts. Like some of the greatest people from our neighborhood had to leave in order to gain that level of success that you're bound for, that you're due for. My my work ethic is as good as it is. For why? Because of the people around me, I wouldn't I wouldn't have that 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 drive, that inspiration, that that source of like, let's go and get it. If if I didn't see something in these people, you know, if I didn't see something in myself, because then what? Okay, um, boom, let me just go clock a nine to five, keep my average Joseph, and like I'm good, you know, you can do that. But like, you know, what like you can you can work out your whole life and you can catch some genetic or just boom, end up in a situation and you die. If you don't if you don't reach for anything, you're not gonna get anything more. Like, I was working at I was working at the super hospital. I worked there for three and a half years, bro. At that point, my mind was just was just going crazy because like I was looking at people who were there for five, 10, 15 years. I was looking at other people who were older than me, people who were younger than me. Like there's there's no successor, no, no, they didn't do anything, they didn't take that chance. You know, you, you, you gotta, the only reason why I'm, I'm, I am where I am is because I limited myself because I wasn't aware that I could be better than this. I wasn't ready to be better than this. I wasn't able to be better than what I was doing. You know, like it's, you don't have to, like you can be in a circle of broke people and still make money, but you, money is not. It's not the thing either. It's it, it's your spirit, your soul, your mind, your 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 vibe, your how you love, how you move. Like it's you only get as far as you want to go. You know, some people are given something 
And then, okay, like how I was saying, you, you didn't understand like the three on 10, four on 10. Like you can start off at a seven on 10, but if you don't do nothing with that, then it doesn't matter because I'm working my levels. I'm still going in the same time frame. Like you get a $2 million company and then you, in 10 years, you make a $2.1 million company. Congratulations, broski. <laughs> you know, but like it's, I think it's different just, shit. I think he just told us the tortoise and the hare in multiple ways. I don't mean to ramble too, you know. No, like, dude, this is per. This is an interview. It is like literally <laughs> the whole point of this is he's finally rambling. Let's get it. <laughs> weird, 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 weird. Uh, like that's just it. Like I, like I, I need you to dig it out of me, you know. Like I, I, I definitely do have a lot to say, bro. But like that's just how I feel. And like at this point, like it's not fully reciprocated from myself. But it will be. I'm warming more and more and more. Yo, my, all that is things that you're saying that are really fascinating to me on a personal level because of the journey that I'm on, right? Like, I went through this isolationist period for a long time. I didn't really play nice with others, da-da-da-da-da. Then I got older, and I went through the corporate grind. Um, I felt like, yo, there's a lot of money that needs to be put into this game, uh, whether it's gear whether it's beats, whether it's whatever, it's just a lot of money necessary, so get your money up is a real thing. Um, I went the corporate route, but then as I got older with it, I started to have to go through kind of a similar journey of like awareness and, and figuring out what I wanted out of things. And I realized in a lot of ways, I was limiting myself on like titles and, you know, prestige and ego and a lot of vain things. Yeah. Like, yo, like, views don't matter to me believe it or not there's a lot of metrics no, no. that matter states and views do not matter they don't do matter to me matter. at all right now however there was a time in my life where views mattered a lot to me because at that point in my life my priorities and, and stuff were where they were at but then as i elevated the way i thought about things and i started to try to like almost identify who i was you know and how it fit in i realized that a lot of what you're saying holds true the people around you you know what's a big thing about for me like the biggest catalyst believe it or not was this covid situation because i was separated from that corporate environment for the first time in a very long time i haven't had to literally go to my day job office in over a year now and uh well it's great because i don't have the work i don't have to go there but i still get the work and i still have my team and whatever whatever we can roll and get shit done so it's good but all of a sudden, it's like I got to reevaluate the relationships in my life. Who are my friends? What does a friend mean to me? Like, these are like serious conversations I have, and I had to reevaluate everything. Who's, who do I want to get rich with was another question I had to ask myself. Because, yo, let's say I get rich. Who's around me? Like, who do I like? You know, all these things started processing. So hearing what you're saying about the energies and the vibes and having the right peoples and shit like it just resonates so heavy as i'm at a place in my life where that's all i'm looking for is like finding those people now to almost establish that so i can elevate my shit to another level you you know how like i have uh, a, a a diversity of features I w i've always been throughout my life i've been good at grouping people so like this guy let, let's just say like they this guy wouldn't normally meet another individual like they they fuck with me they vibe off me and because i'm able to do that i put different worlds together i united different types of people from different ways and different ends and like that brought up pretty cool shit you know between these artists and between these graphers and between these people you know like it it's it takes 
meeting someone to meet someone else, right? Big interesting. You know? So, and that's really what networking is too. But like, that's what it takes. Like, to see like like how you're saying, you know, like we're from the same neighborhood, but we're from different different sides of the world, you know, like different happenings, different situations, but the same streets, same block, the same area, the same same place. Yeah, no, for real though. And like even to the point where it's like I go to high school with people and I know them by one name and you'll know them by another. That's the thing too. It's like a lot of people now from from high school and like from Boston days. Like I've had people like I I I on God I shit you not I've had people yell from bus and cars. Shmally. I've had people just yell that at me and I'm like yo, it's it it got to the point where like you know like I'm not not popular i'm not famous i'm not nothing but i put myself out there you know and those those people appreciate me and for what i'm doing you know? these people are like they remember me as so and so before i got because i wasn't a person i didn't have an individual like i wasn't an individual you know i was i was always used to being a unit with the person that i was with so when i got out of that it was kind of like like and I, like a like a game, bro. You know, pick your character, pick what you want to do. You know, it's like I I recalibrated myself. And yeah, I like that too. I compare life to an open world RPG a lot. Yeah, it's pure RPG, bro. Because like, like you can play. Like I'm not gonna say like it's you act away, but you play the character that you are up until like you need to do more. You know, like no, I really I would say that I would argue that's how I that's how I live life. If I play the character I need to be till I can get to the next level on some, I worked out some 10 year plan, work backwards and I'm trying to figure out who to be to get to the next place. Well, that's it. Like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a year three artist, I'm a year three artist. And like I said, I have, I have the drive of a year eight, but like my three, my year, my three to five year plan is Ooh, pretty much. He has like, a three to five year plan, bro. That's it's pit. <laughs> I like that. Like a it's lot. been a little slow. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a little slow. But what I set myself for, I've knocked out. You know, way they say put in that ten thousand hours. I've 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 certainly done that and more. And I'm not I'm not limiting myself to one thing. You know, there's people out there who are just working on a song. You know, they get given a beat or they look for a beat, they find a beat, and they just work on that. I'm recording a whole bunch of artists. I'm working with other artists. I'm doing features with other artists. I'm making my own music. We have a studio. I record at my buddy's place. I do this. I do this. Like, it's um, we're juggling a little bit of everything. You know, we're filming videos. We're we're doing this shit. We're we're trying to hit every single element of you know it. What that makes you more. It makes you interesting. <laughs> no, I That's mean. Lovely, man. No, for real. I've been saying it for a minute, whether it's off camera, probably less on camera, but like, you can't like just be a rapper. No, no. Like, like I, 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 I do not want to call myself a rapper. I really I like, I'm artist. not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. Like I am, I am an artist. Yes. Because this, this is like, that's the artistry, but I don't even like to call myself an artist, you know, like I I'm I an entrepreneur. I am an MC. I'm an MC first and foremost. I like that. But you're also an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's that's to the death of me. 
So for me, it was like, that's part of it. But like, <clears throat> I say that because no person on earth says words like three to five year plan without entrepreneurial spirits. It's just, it's those two things don't exist in my opinion. I'm, I'm constantly like, you know, you know how I said I was like making random beats in my head and just like making bars and different hooks and shit. Like I also get random like ideas for like inventions and shit and random types of things. Like I'm constantly like, I'm constantly trying to think of something. I'm innovative, bro. Like, you know, like I, I, I wanna, I wanna touch everything, bro. Like you know, like uh, and break an atom and put it back together, bro. Like I, you know, like there's there should be no limitation but the limits that you set for yourself. So, so I really hey. like what you're saying. I try to tell people this shit all the time, and I'm not even saying that hyperbolically. Like I feel like I try to have the most vivid imagination I can have. Like I look at it like this: if you pick the world's most preposterous goal, and you get to ten percent of that goal. Whatever that preposterous shit is, 10% of that goal is probably way better than 100% of a lame goal. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Sorry, go on. It's to, to come back to it, the, the three to five year plan, like, I'm I'm pretty, like, for for the rate and everything that's going, like, I'm, like I said, I trust the process. It's, it's come through and it's proven itself time and time again. I set myself a little objective. I nail it, you know, so I'm, I'm comfortable at the level of growth that I have for the time being for how the world and everything is going, you know, I, I'm only going to get what I get because of what I put out. So I would argue get. that you've done a whole lot for the time being, <laughs> like you had quite the 2020 in my opinion. And I, oh, I yeah. A lot of that stuff came out of there. I was like watching how many of them had masks on in your videos. I'm like, yeah. In, in Montreal, in Montreal, lower end West side Anglo artist, I believe I'm like the second person, like the second top two person to have dropped the most videos. And just like... Who's the first one? I have a lot of diversity. Like a lot of different features from a lot of different people over time. Uh, my... First video? No, I said, who is the person with more videos? I was just curious. Oh, uh, well, I'll give I'll give CY CY his stripes there. You know, this man this man works very hard, constantly staying at it. You know, you should look into him too. I know CY. Southwest Music Group. I know I know CY. Uh, <laughs> well, CY CY drops plenty of videos. This man works hard too. Um, but like, as you saw, you know, King Miz, uh, started, we started working with them too. This guy yeah, saw uh, that. I was like, that's nifty. Uh, cause he did his three and three and I'm like, yo, Misery's back. That's nice. Yeah. Well, honestly, Cass is, Cass is going hard. Cass is going really, really, really hard. And like, we're, we're bringing a lot to the channel. You know, he's, yo, he's really, doing a lot. He's doing gonna, a lot. I really respect it for real because like, Sometimes people try to like act like Montreal's not doing a lot. And then I'm like, nah, really, look, Elevated Visuals is, is really a great fucking example of like somebody that's not me in any way, shape, or form that's doing all kinds of wonderful shit as a unit that I don't even have to like, like I can have conversations that just about y'all and just be like, shut the fuck up. Look at what they're doing. All right, go look at that. Tell me it's not blessed. We have a platform. When you said he worked with Mellow, it's like it totally fucking makes sense now. Everything about the shit that would... I, I know exactly what's happening there now. It makes so much more sense. It's it's a lowercase label 
but honestly we're it's, it's like, like i said we're just in the process we're coming to it like when we're there you'll know we'll know it's it's there nah, you, know? you, guys, like, you guys are doing a lot right now it's there 2020 i guarantee you uh, like okay high end kevin shane and a few of those guys they they filmed hardcore new age films they did their thing but elevated visuals filmed the most videos in three months in three months we took a year worth and killed off the end of bro, 2020 like how you, yo you have that kind of intelligence man like i'm just saying on a bi point of view like a business intelligence point of view like that's nifty stats i like the fact that you even look at those stats i i've never even checked how many videos came out that's the I stay in the loop i stay in the loop i'll tell you that in-house i am i'm staying up to date with everything yeah that's oh, Montreal. Really interesting culture english and french bro i stay i stay in the loop i study this shit like it's 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 all it's all it's, yo it's so it's such a good thing to study you may you may tell i have a little interest in in the montreal hip-hop scene a little bit uh but like uh I just think it's so important. I'll be real with you. The one thing this city really would benefit from is a Wikipedia page, but we can't have real wikis. So I looked into like fake wikis and uh, it's viable. It's just such a big project where it requires certain knowledge sets that I don't have. And it's like people like you are ultimately like able to drive that because you in two years, I'll be a, like a level two, three knowledge person with hip hop knowledge like that. Like, whereas you're a level like 17, cause you know how I know? Cause you was doing all this shit 20 years ago, fucking bopping around being involved. Maybe not 20, whatever, 15. I'm just jumping with well, you. Well, yeah, way less there. But uh, like, that's it too. Like I was, I was around the people doing that shit. So like, it just made sense for me to come into it. Like it wasn't forced. It wasn't anything like, but you it's know just a lot how of it names is. Like, a lot of I grew up with a, with a couple of guys in the neighborhood. We call ourselves the High Five, and like these dudes, like they all they're all like living life, you know. And I'm the I'm the only person that's still in the mix. So it's like I always even even through my family, like you know, like I I I just stand out. I stand out a little different, and it's always been like that everywhere I've been. I just kind of like. That's sore thumb sticking now, but I ain't sore at all, you know? Like, it's just it's just a little bit, I'm just different. It's different. That's yeah, it. but it's cool. It's a cool thing, and you're interesting, which is far more important, because you can be different and not interesting, and that's not as fun. But, yo, something I never realized until I talked to Let Me Know <clears throat> is kind of the, the way that video people see quite literally the world in a way that somebody like me is too busy being over there in the world to notice what's being seen. And you might to you it might be inherent because you have you you like watch this shit whatever. But I, like, I I see beauty in detail from like the smallest thing, you know. Like I could make I could make a flaming shit where a garbage can shine, you know, in a, in a video. Like, but from I the just, point of like being around the scene <laughs> is like it just makes you a really interesting commodity for the scene because you know so much about you've name dropped a lot of people in this, and you just happily were given flowers the whole time. It makes you a very interesting person. I would, I'm definitely on the the very cool side of things, in my opinion. So you deserve your flowers on that. Not everyone oh, takes the time to do that, and just to be so happy to do so. Like you wanted me to know who each of these people were. You weren't fucking with it. You were like, you should look this up, and you meant it every single time. Oh yeah, it's like a the Pokedex, the Pokedex of MTL 
until uh, hip hop culture. Yeah, but we like need that more. And I know it sounds like strange for you, but like I'm trying to make it like a uh, like I'm trying to like historian this shit because I wasn't part of it. So for me, it's like I can only do- I was part of my little limited fucking circle and not knowing shit. But I'm trying to like. Yep. That's definitely something people will learn to understand that like not just me sorry for the the the, the delay but i i am making history every everything that i've done we're not the first in what we're doing obviously but we we have our own curve with the level of energy that we are moving with you know? i agree Yo. i don't i don't have someone who's who's right there with the paperwork knowing like what samples uh, are coming up for for release or you know like to update and this and this and this like I, I, that's the thing is i need a producer i'm around i'm around plenty rappers plenty artists plenty dudes that's making videos but i have not a single person making mm-hmm. beats bro you know like in my beginning when i first started leasing beats i still left my tag mp3 version on my song <laughs> Yeah, bother doing the switch out. None of that, you know. Like, so you know what's interesting about this cipher you came to on Tuesdays? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tapping in on all of those now, bro. No, but, but it's the bigger goal where it could be interesting to you. Um, yo, shout out Scribble because hold up, here's a crazy thing. I went to the SQDC on Snowden, and one of the guys there says my guy a lot, and I, I flat out stole it from him. And now I say my guy all the time. And then Scribble started saying my guy. And so the guy at SQDC Snowden has managed to influence a dude in fucking LA. Oh, this <laughs> shit. That's the wonders of the internet. Nah. That was cool. But, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say right before that. Um, I got mad distracted by Scribby. Uh, that was good. Nah, for real. I was just thinking about like your, your squad and your history and your knowledge and all of that shit. And just how, like, I mean, you are making history. You're, you're moving in a big rate. You're putting out a high volume of content at a pivotal time in the scene's history where a lot of us are going to make moves. <laughs> it's not like you're the only ones doing it. Yeah. Right? You're all from yeah. a pl- place of love. But you also got this network. Because, yo, elevated, <clears throat> elevated Visuals is a big move. I'm not necessarily doing it quite the same as you, but I'm kind of also throwing a lot of people's names on my channel. Well, like that's that's the thing. It's like I I've never wanted to limit myself, you know. Oh, like, sorry, I remember what I was gonna say. On the crossroads is a bunch of Montreal producers that live in Montreal. There's yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be messaging Roswell. I'm messaging Price. I'm, I'm getting in touch with all of these, these people. people. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting in touch with all these people because, like, at this point, like, I I need I need that. That's 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 the one. That's the last piece I'm missing. Yo, there's once so I have many. that. Dude, I don't even know all of them. I know a fraction of them. Like, there's so many. There's as, like, it seems like there's almost as many producers in the city as there are rappers. And there's just producers who, like, have no, they don't even know how to move their beats. They just got beats and they put them on the YouTube with type beat and they're in, like, the, yeah. and yeah, I'm not, this is no disrespecting. It's just, like, it's so interesting how there's so many silos, right? Like, all these beat makers there's no way to like go to the place and be like yo i'm a beat maker in the city there's no way for a rapper to go be like i'm oh, a bro. rapper in the city real shit. the best producers have the wacky tacky instrumentals on their youtube page 
But once you actually get to talk to them and speak to a few guys, like they have their 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 golden nuggets, you know, like yeah. A lot of these people, like a lot of the best beats that I've that I've worked on, were people who had like little to no subscribers, little to no views. These guys are just genuine, you know. People just kicked off with us, like between the balance between me and showbiz is is a huge huge line right but producers if they don't fuck with me they're gonna fuck with him if they don't if they can't relate to me they're gonna dig him that's we're, true we're hitting, we're hitting wide high i was gravitating energy. more towards the showbiz on just some preferences shit but i still fucks with the flavor yeah. you bring to it but but that's the thing is don't get twisted like west coast old style like style that that's me but I put my heart and my pain through auto tune. I got to yeah, play so, around with dude, that. Dude, the like, way you use auto tune is I, actually interesting. Like you take that shit and you guys do stuff. I've never heard people do with auto tune. Maybe I, I don't do, listen to a lot of the the genre to be real with you. So it might be. Like, no, no, I, I, I don't. I don't expect you to, <laughs> to be wide and deep in that. But thank you for no, noticing that and noting it. You know, because oh, I was like, because I, I want to get more, believe it or not, I want to fuck with it more. I want to get more into some dancey shit. Your bamboo twigs is like, don't you want girls to listen to me? And I'm like, shh, bamboo twigs <laughs> in like seven and a half words. You said so much wisdom. And um, for real though, it's like, okay, what I've did, I did a lot of, like, as you said, with the evolution point. I done did a lot of things already. What about auto-tune? I never did that right. It could be bad. It could be the worst mistake of my life, but it could also be really fun. I, I don't know. Who knows? Well, it's like, this thing is, like, when you want auto-tune, or do you want to use a pitch character? Do you want, do you want to... No, do you I want, want some fucked that, up, that, like... That that wet, juicy, crazy ripple, like... I'm not doing boom-bap scribble. It's going to be electronic dance music. Okay. For me, so I, sauce. I, spent, I want that like drip it with sauce, and then it's like weird sounding to me, and I'm gonna hate it with my old man self, but love it with my young man self. See, that's it. That that is that's actually really well worded because a lot of people that listen to my shit, they're like, I don't listen to auto tune, but I I am open to this. You know, I do. I would listen to this, and it's like. Yeah. Because because just because you use auto tune, you already have a certain audience or level of people that are already like, okay, I can't fuck with that. Not even like I'm sorry I won't listen to it, but I don't like that or I won't like that. You know, so you gotta play it out, you know. Do you want no, your auto tune? You know what I gotta say Do you want your front do you want your main track to have it? Like are you are you doing the sing song? Are you properly harmonized? Like or are you just trying to get that mumbled auto tune muddy? kind of like grab like i don't know if i want to be muddied <clears throat> it's more i like melody a lot like i just like music that has melody outside it like usually i don't like r&b a lot per se but i like rock and rock's got a lot of singing i'll fuck that's the thing what tune works well with with pain sadness or with anger and like Yo, that aggression uh, you know you hit if you hit that mega low or that super high element with it auto tune works perfect but I also realized that if you use a nasal flow, auto tune is nice. It's like okay, yeah. So this is the thing too. I hate my voice. I fucking hate my I voice. Hate my voice. But I hear and you. Like, well, a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't like my voice," but like I'm nasally as shit. I've always had issues. Like that's why, like that's why I never went to a studio. Like like I went as bars, obviously wrapped, 
But when it came to auto-tune, the first person to do that shit was me. I played around with it. I learned, I learned how to make my sound, you know? And then when I did go outhouse twice, I had to refer both people to further mixing it because, you know, you go to studios a lot of the time, people just give you a preset. They don't tweak. They don't do nothing. No, I want, like I want people to, but that's not like, okay. Cause what happened was I listened to Lil Yachty and some like album review critical shit, expecting to hate it. And then I found myself being, with the auto tune too. So that's a, that's a different thing. But like the way he uses it is really interesting. It's very, not, very it's very not cool. like T-Pain or it's not like a lot of people that like in the sound, the same category. I feel like Lil Yachty is this highly hated character where literally if you take any time to critically look at his music he doesn't live up to any stereotype people put uh, especially because yeah. like half his shit popped when he was 17 and it's like the fuck what, what are you gonna do okay well, imagine you're 17 years old and you're very very rich and you're sober because he wasn't doing anything at that time and yeah. you're basically having sex with a lot of people's and everybody hates you so all your music is everybody hates me i don't understand it and then you realize 1990s golden era rap is full of i don't hate me why well, i don't understand it i'm just doing my best life shit i don't realize too bro you That's know, there's like you know he's he's actually a businessman he does make music he's an artist but he's not a rapper but you like, know he's self-seen am i a rapper do they not want me to be a rapper but he still makes music and still knows his numbers and his I don't know, man. I just really, really, really... I didn't describe Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice is a completely different topic. Lil Yachty is a, is a young guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely different topic. But, like, Lil Yachty, though, made really good pain music to, to like, throw it out there. Like, if you want to listen to some shit with a broken heart, like, Lil Yachty's got you. And if you want to feel better after, Lil Yachty's also got you. And then there's Lil Boat. Hey, yo. It's hey, not check, really my check thing. Trav? T-R-A-V? I think it's Moneybag Boys, MBB, Trav. You should listen to him. This guy has a lot of pain. And Alley Boy from Duct Tape Entertainment. This guy. This guy has a lot of pain, too. If you ever look into just, okay, you know, I see what he's scribbling saying. I agree with you, Scribble. Scribble saying that Vanilla Ice was 17 when he popped and he made party music, which is effective. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying. That's a well, fair like, argument. Okay. He ended up on that Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. Just because he, he, so he could collect a little check, you know, like, mm. I don't sound like a nice man. He hooks up everybody. So, like, you know, okay, your royalty check, bro. <laughs> I just don't think if I was rich at 17, I would be doing anything different if I'm being honest with anybody. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, pretend like if I got rich at 17, I would do anything different than what Lil Yachty Yeah, yeah but look, you have to, like, 99% of people are going to burn the bread. You burn the bread. You get big money. You fuck up. Yeah, I would burn the bread. No <laughs> one, no one's telling you burning that bread, bro. Like he stays sober. Only, if you have someone else around you. It better be a good person to be able to put your money to something. You know, like think about it, bro. Like for the people that got into like Bitcoin and like the Uber stock and Apple stock before that shit really jumped. Like if people had believed in that shit earlier on, then yeah, it would have. But, but even to either. that end, it was like. Lil Yachty did a lot of things right, but either way, just back to how he used auto tune okay. is really interesting. Well, if you want to go to that circle, then you have to go Lil, Lil Yachty with Lil Uzi because Yo, these Lil guys. Is... Yo, I'm sorry what anyone says. Two like three. The I really care if you cry. That shit is like one of my favorite songs of all time. 
It was easier for me to fuck with Lil Uzi more than Lil Yachty. Yeah, Lil Uzi's easier to fuck with. I'll give you that. I fuck with Lil Uzi a yeah. lot, actually. He has he has that that gate open on you already. You can kind of just be a little easier to enter. Lil Yachty, you you got to give your a little bit more time and focus if you don't like the the odd elements. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, Lil Uzi is odd, but he also like he's fun. He, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's more like Lil Yachty has that funky drive to like have fun, but Lil Uzi is just party off the bat. All right, you want to sh- you want to do that shoulder shake shit, you know? Like he he has them down on that. Like to be fair, both these guys popped when I was in like my thirties, so it's like hard. It's like I'm just trying to do my yeah. best. Well, like, yo, yeah, I I I don't care much for them. I don't keep up with their music. Um, but I'm, I, like I, real, I real talk, you know, but like I. I have heard a few Lil Uzi Vert songs. Lil, I did nah, hear one. He, they write Lil hits, Yachty. really good earworm hits that you want to listen to. Not all of their songs, but if you really go listen to like 20 Lil Uzi Vert songs, you're going to find like a two, three song that you're like, nah, this shit's getting tucked away and I'm going to listen to it and I don't care what anyone says. You can like bump that shit while you're biking in your bed or fucking like where, wherever, you know, like it's. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I feel like, but I feel like they, they, those two. And listen, I'm not saying everybody, everybody. I'm willing to defend those two, except for Bad and Bougie. I do not know what the fuck happened on Bad and Bougie. Lil Uzi Vert made a really weird verse there, and it, it is not my favorite verse. Oh, I I forget about that, bro. I forget about that song. Like that that music video was just over abused, like hard ways. It's just. I mean, the next the next guy after those guys was Twenty One, right? And 21 went a different route. Well, so. He went with the like super like, I'm going to come at you with the voice. It's, so, it's like the opposite almost. Like dry, like lacking everything. I'm 21. Say, 21. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, yeah. No, this know. guy came in different. Came in different. I like a lot of, I like a lot of the fact that like, I think there's, there just is a lot of artistry to the potential of what these effects can do to the sphere. Because the, the thing is, is like. Not everybody's coming, like, as much as people might have bars, not everybody's coming with style in addition to those bars. So I don't think bars is really it. I think, like, if you have to pick, style should take over on bars. Like, pick style. It matters more. Flow comes and goes, but style, style is forever. So with that being said, like, someone could come in. You could could write the, the hypest bars. But if you don't have that delivery, if you aren't really like, I want to say living it, you know, like you, you, if you're, if you're full on with your character or your whatever dual person, whatever, or if that's really, really you, then you're going to go in on that, you know, but if you have hard bars, no one can deny that, but there are different levels of having hard bars because at the same time too, you could, you could break it down and simplify it the easiest, easiest, simplest way possible. But if you, come correct and you're confident and you say it the way you mean it then it's going to come off even better then you have these people putting high ass confidence in some wacky trash bars and they say okay you gave me a 10 on 10 for acting 10 on 10 for energy and a negative 2 on 10 for your bars or you you have someone coming in who gives you fucking like 10 hockey words or the generic average savage you know like the it's if you have if you have a story everyone has a voice so if you have a story you better figure out how to say it how to write it 
how to Im- implement it, you know? Mm. You walk it, you breathe it, you can make it, you know? Like, a lot, a lot of people are quiet and quiet for the wrong reasons, you know? A lot of people have something to say. So, like, if you can figure out, if you can't get by day to day and you're not figuring yourself out, then try writing. And if you can make a song, you can make some music off of that. You can, even if you don't make, like, record it or whatever, you know? It just, it's supposed to help you figure yourself out a little bit more. Yeah, I was just saying, like, yesterday was mad therapeutic for me. I was feeling a little off. And then I was just pouring my heart and soul out with the rapidy raps. I felt better. I love how your syllable pop, bro. Like you, you hit, you hit that, you hit that nice, that nice ring. I've been practicing. Uh, to be fair, I just, it's practice. It's I've been yeah, putting way true. more time into it. Uh, I've been trying to do it. I've been doing a lot of live music making. Uh, I decided I'm just gonna make the rest of my music on, live on the internet in front of everybody forever, because I feel like that's the future. So fuck it. Let's go monetize the creation process. I was definitely like, uh, I won't say nervous, but I was like, I was just trying to understand the setup. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little like, okay, the, the list and everything. I was like knowing, because me, I'm, 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 I like cutting myself off because I hope that, like, I know I stopped a little bit earlier every time, but I, it's because I thought like the next dude was already man, trying to go on. Trust, man, the next time you come, you feel more. Com- it's a vibe we're trying to create. Like we, we're inventing this as we go. We- yeah, yeah, for sure. But I also like trying to trying to get used to like, uh, you know, like. Cause a couple people got cut off. I was really not trying to do that. Like trying to just wait, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just getting it down. Right. So you just get into it. Yeah. It's a new thing. And it's, it's weird. Cause you jumped in, in the middle. It wasn't like we could break it down proper, proper and match expectations. I, I oh, yeah, no respect for the invite. I know it's a little late in, but, uh, nah, anybody wants to come rap on Tuesdays. We're doing it on the zoom zooms. And, uh, uh the only rule is that if the Twitch demands a topic, we got to rap on that topic. That's it. I I definitely got caught off, so I tried to keep up with that, but I was running dry. <laughs> no, listen. Sometimes people go like four bars on a topic and tap out, but it's cool. That's what it is. Like, and it's why, cause fucking the people watching like it. It's like it wasn't. Yo, the first time I had to rap about milk and cookies, I was like, this is fucking trash. I don't want to rap about milk and cookies. <laughs> but then I rapped about milk and cookies, and they're like, ha ha ha, in the crowd, and I'm like. Maybe mine weren't good, but other people's rapping milk and cookie shit was proper. And like, it's so funny you say that because I remember going to the IGA near Grosvenor on Westmount many, many years back. And I was with my buddy, and we were walking. Uh, It was like a 15 minute walk or some shit. And he, we ended up doing like an eight minute freestyle on squirrels. And then when we got down near the IGA there, he bought milk and cookies. So we started just rapping about the milk and cookies, eating and drinking it along the way, going back to the crib. This was uh, this is when Blockbuster was still alive. Hey, Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. But yeah. For... Nah, but for real, it's you know, like... I feel it's just like you're not a rapper if you never rapped about milk and cookies. But here's the thing. Like, and I... I mean, I, I used to bust my little freestyles about shit by myself, but this whole, like, cypher thing, it was really key. Because one time, Vince Price throws in the fucking chat, uh, Pashtinkies and Delinkos. And I googled that, and I'm like, these aren't fucking words. And he's like, too bad, rap about it. And that's what he was saying. And I'm like, I'm the fucking host. 
fuck my life. So I turned them into food items or whatever. But it was like such a liberating experience. <laughs> Pishtinkis and Delinkos. Or Delinkos. These are <laughs> Yo, I will never forget Pishtinkis and Delinkos for the rest of my life. People don't even know. We're going to have a song one day. <clears throat> and Cool Man Logan wrote a hook. He doesn't even know that we're doing this. And it's like, don't know and really know what a Pishtinki is or whatever. And, he just, and it just happened so organically. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of weird and beautiful all at once. And we had a great vibe off of that shit. I don't even remember the beat or anything. But I remember vividly having to do a few things now with this like fucking topics that are almost like writing challenges so having to define words that literally don't exist is a challenge that i never thought before and then ishmael's all like reinvent a word like with a new meaning and you're like fuck my life how do you actually do that and so it starts getting you out of this box of fucking worrying about if you sound good now you're just so fucking worried about what the fuck are you going to say on this topic that the next thing you know 10 weeks later you're just like flexing for four minutes straight <clears throat> well the thing about that is because like if you if you if you start busting words like that you can actually make like a golden unique bar like people will hype up off of that they won't understand it but you'll know like the secret sauce to that line Yo, i want to invent slang because um my buddy's in new york and he says that like they invented all the slangs and they're cool with style and nobody else is cool because we say shit like new york inspired us and i'm like that's true and i bet a lot of people here have a whole bunch of montreal slang but i don't know any of it so it'd be fucking not organic for me to use it so i'm gonna do the most inorganic shit ever and make up my own stuff over time and just make up my own slang i want to well, do like that the dj the has always had its its few words and extra slangs but I would be so it would be so weird for me to just like start using it unless it happened organically like when I started saying my guy because the guy at the weed store said it one time so I started saying it <clears throat> oh but yeah that's funny nah, but, <laughs> but this Pashtinkis and Delinkos inspired me so fucking much all these topics just the whole thing about it and it's cool that you came through that was mad cool because not everybody does and it's like I get it it's, it's a weird vibe to rap over zoom uh like yeah i felt like i feel like i would i know it sounds but i feel like i'm better in person but like i'm gonna get better over over the camera and all that <laughs> so weird, dude. like i've been on the camera now a whole lot so it doesn't necessarily look uncomfortable but there's times where like man because i like to feel my space i like to feel like the p you know it's like the, the cypher the energy the like you you want you want that you know like the thing is, is what's cool about the Zoom call in defense of it is you get to watch like everybody's face and shit on the call at least. And that gives like an element to it. I don't know if you were on like yeah. a phone because I think if you're on a phone, you don't see like it. You just see like whatever. But if you can get the view where you see like everybody and you're just watching people be like, ah. Oh, like, who put my mic and shit for next time and all that? Because it's, it's like lit to see like everybody that's my i don't like and then the chat's going off and you're watching emotes and stuff come in and is it, it okay this is how i'm describing it it's 80 percent as good it's not as good it's 80 percent as good uh yeah yeah because yeah. like i've i've actually been feeding a little bit to put out uh, like uh i want to do a versus yeah we should talk and about I, that. I'm happy to do whatever I, we got to do with that shit. 
I have a versus. Like I, I want to do. A, I have a versus idea, and like I just wanted to kind of just put it together. And I definitely have the catalog for it. You know, like something you're saying. Like not a lot of people have that many music videos or whatnot. But like a lot of people are putting music on Spotify, or people are just straight just dropping it just on SoundCloud, not really doing much. You know, like if you have your song, try to get it like on all platforms. You know, like you never know who's gonna listen to it and for what reason. Like. Yeah, that's interesting. I would love to take that conversation off cam and see where your brain's at. I feel like that's a really good off cam idea. But um, yeah, anyone want to versus me? I can. I can. I can even go I categories. So songs, yeah, you know, like I don't have like enough music videos to go with anybody. But I have like forty two tracks out or at this time. Oh no, no, I'm saying like I, I have banked material too. I can go so like, that's what I'm saying. Like I can't compete with anybody on a. Actually, I got about twelve music videos, but I don't have twenty, so I couldn't do like a proper versus on music videos. But I got enough songs out to go with people if they really wanted to. That sounds so fun. I would love to see that shit go on. I never really thought about it until you said it just now that i should ever really consider a versus so this is a fucking cool idea um yeah i like the fact that you're going virtual which you're thinking my guy like that's usually we're about this time in the interview we're usually done people's lives and we're caught up a little bit we already know what you got in the bank and then we start talking about virtual reality and shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean like we covered uh, we covered most of my life like uh, adolescence is the runnings this is what it was Dibble Dabble, found, found Empire House, rock built it the long way, tried a few other studios, like, no one really, like, no one really gave me, like, the right amount of respect for me to go back to them, and from them having recorded mad other people and watching people drop, like, a couple of thousands into that and not seeing, like, any much more, and then paying for videos and then learning about adobe premiere and then learning about daws and plugins and shit like seeing like what how people acted for what they charged and what they produced for the Yo, work just that in was case created. anyone doesn't know i realized we were being a little whatever we never explained what a daw was one time oh, yeah. it's a digital audio whatever w stands for and uh i don't know what it is it's the sound programs that you use to record shit so like my i like, like i use that when i record my music hold on i can just load my daw i have it open that uh, hold on that's a daw everyone okay now everyone saw my daw <laughs> You could do that on the internet. Unnecessary doll flips. Um, <laughs> so that, yo, but it's fresh that you did all of that. But like, so are you like open to like the idea of virtual concerts and virtual venue spaces and hybrid reality, VR, ARs? Yeah. And... So before COVID hit, I was actually supposed to do a show. Mm. Um, at that point, I was already starting to say to myself, like, okay, I'm dropping a steady amount of music. I'm steady working. Uh, like, I don't like. I don't really have fans, but I have little people who listen and a few who bumped my shit. You know, and people that had seen me since time, so they open themselves to listen to my music and then they fuck with me. But like, it it didn't really get in like that in the beginning. So, so you've not you've not you've not performed yet. I I, I performed ever before i did a video okay like, okay if you look on my youtube i have like i did i did uh at bar backstage that's a venue that's not even alive anymore i i did my my first couple shows there i did shows at crowbar i've done shows uh, at a few other places too but like for 
for uh, digital concerts and shit like that, I always wanted to start doing like lives. And like then when Versus came out and like people started engaging more, like I'm not really like, I love being on the camera. I love rapping. I love doing my thing, but it, it takes a lot for me to engage with like a different audience, you know, taking in different fans and shit like that. Like only now am I comfortable with myself to be like talking music politics and different types of ways with people because like I have a lot of different work to consider other possibilities for it, you know, like all the music that I dropped, there's a lot of things that I would have tweaked and done differently and this and this and this, but I, what it got is what it deserved for at the time that, for the work that I put in on it, you know, like if I didn't know that I could do more or do different, how am I supposed to be able to do more or do different? You know, yeah, like, I like that you're saying all this because I think sometimes people like, look, sometimes people live lives like, I don't know. I, I got get blessed with like this opportunity to learn a lot about how business and stuff works in this opportunity in life that a lot of people didn't get to live. And I acted really pretentious for a long time because I forgot that not everybody lived my life. Right. Like So therefore, the things that are inherent or obvious to me aren't necessarily obvious or inherent to anybody else, really. So everybody, like you said, is at a different pace. And you said it a few times. Every time I thought it was powerful because everybody's at their own pace, on their own journey, figuring out things at their own time. And in this world, in this political climate, I often feel like people just assume everything is obvious to a group of people that really just did not everything is nothing is obvious anymore. In fact, it's like the opposite. Literally, everybody's pinballing around on their own fucking journeys, and nobody's really that aware of what anybody else is feeling properly. I don't even think we know how to express ourselves like that yet properly. At least. That, okay, so that's that's something that I want to say too. Is like something that affects my music is the ability for me to understand how I feel and what I feel. You know, like it's easy to to hear somebody else say it. And you feel it after, but you need to be open yourself to be able to take that in. Like, there's a lot that we have to say that we don't know, but if you gravitate yourself in the right way, you'll eventually accommodate yourself more naturally to being able to open yourself up like that. So it's like a growth spurt, let's say, you know? Mm. You hustle, you hustle, you do your thing. You're not aware of it, right? But boom, three months in, four months in, you have that jump and you're like fuck how'd that happen well uh it's because you put in the work you know like it's the the clock is ticking regardless you know yeah man. time is not given time is taken you can only make the most of what you do so if you have a hot minute that's a hot minute but if i have an hour i can live off that hour for the rest of the time you know like it's it, it comes back to like it comes back to like if you if you want to look at like money you know it's like there are people there are people i won't i won't say the name <laughs> but there's there's a dude that had the golden ticket and flushed it down the toilet bro like big mess up and that's because he put himself around the wrong people and didn't he, he let ego get in the way it's like he took his hot minute, his 15 seconds was there, but now he is struggling and fiending for something and there's no gift, you mm -hmm. know? So that just goes to show all that talent, all that money, all that shit. It didn't go to waste, no, but he wasted it, you know? So 
that's that's just to say is that like how we were talking about graffiti earlier you know like i've given respect to a lot of people until they don't until they don't deserve it anymore you know always benefit of the doubt you know i've given i've given to people that have bit my hand numerous times, bro. People have burned their bridges with me every other day. But you learn from the people that you're around, from the people that you do. You Like, well, we're all products, right? So it's like people are either trying to use you or, or grow with you, you know? Like, products go well together too. So that's what people have misconstrued. It's like, there's no unity, you know? And that's why Toronto right now is popping a bit more. Because a lot of these people believed in the team, believed in the unity, did that all. So I want to comment. Can I comment on that a little bit? And this is coming sure. from the DJs. Sure. And this was just um, a quote from Don Smooth uh, when I was on my DJ Bashment booth interview. Uh, he, uh, he was saying that the difference isn't necessarily as much with the artists, but with the promoters. The promoters is where it really gets pivotally different. Yeah, so, but you promoters nowadays. Promoter no, is not I'm talking about you modern. Promoter, right? me, but let me let me go with this. The right. because it's the same thing, really. It's the same thing. Only the various promoters in Toronto work together to create scarcity. They work together to create bigger events. They work. Well, they just at least work together. So there's an understanding that, like, if Mans is doing a show on Friday the 21st, maybe the other guy shouldn't do a show on Friday the 21st. You know, like, there's a lot of, yeah. or, like, don't do it that weekend. There's a, but there's, like, an almost allegiance understanding, almost unionized form to it. Again, this is what it was made clear to me. Um, in Montreal, it does. it's more cutthroat and aggressive than that. Like, look, everyone, everyone that's had a pretty big opportunity to touch something, like Montreal is like cursed because there are the rotten apple effect, bro. Like anyone that ever got some some good juice uh, from like a lower underground street level way, ruined their apple, bro. They fucked it up, you know. Like there are a lot and of people that, that a lot of people in Montreal that didn't go down that life that are now kind of stepping out the woodwork because the internet kind of threw us all in the same pot together for the first time. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. And now, now you see the fact of like, there are those people who were hidden behind the bushes for a good three, four, five years, still doing their shit, but perfecting their craft. And now they're putting their shit out. Yo, Whereas like... even someone else who, who took a different level of fame and, and power of direction, and they didn't use it right, you know? So if you're, if you're a good person, you're naturally going to be rooted to have a good foundation of people behind you to be happy to listen to your music. Whereas if you're out there and you're saying, fuck you, fuck you, no, 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 no. And you're talking down on a bunch of people. You may gain that, like that, that, that little cloud of the people getting hype off of it. But the reality is, is that those people aren't going to listen to you. They aren't going to want to rock with you. They aren't going to want to do anything. You have people who made numbers and because they like, you can have great music. You can look cool. But if you're a shitty person and you're not business smart and you don't have your your, your your shit in order, then then you're losing. You're losing. Man, yo, it's big facts. I had to learn that the hard way, but then I figured it out a while ago. Um, and it's like... I, <laughs> yo, your reputation is mad important. And what people do is they talk about you regardless. So all that yeah. matters is that yeah, yeah. what happens is what happens is people will fact check too. So really, 
is that are you I'm living by a code on, of honor? Yeah. Sorry? Totally. I'm very big on you can't claim what you can't rep. Exactly. I'm also big on honor your word and represent yeah, truth. So like if you're gonna put stories into the world, people might ask questions about those stories, is what I'm gonna say. And it's very important that like yo, I live I try to live in a way where at the very least what I put out into the world can be confirmed or at least I'm willing to say I'm wrong if I fucked up. But like I I use music yeah, you can correct yourself through in learning by that by making music, but you also wanna make like how they say nowadays like no cap and they're cap like people cap a lot. People like there's a difference between being able to write a good story or like be have like a parody way around it or be funny and comedic, and then there's just like the straight lies, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I, I don't like that music. Like when I hear someone talk about something that I know is just like not real or right, it's like it just disappoints me times a million. Like yeah, can't I be think- able to do. So I know like there are a lot of people who are like you shouldn't separate the person from the artistry and whatever and I'm like nah I totally can't separate the two you you the person and the artist on the art they're completely linked and everything the person does impacts my impression of the art and then when I think about the art I also think about the person and I decided okay. that's totally ex- both oppositions you can't see the artist or the person right there's because there's no separation there's this unit so you just take well, at least for me i know oh. some people can completely separate the two entities because they go through the moral quandary of like should i bump this person's music after this or that um and then it, it's an interesting thing so i actually flip flop on so many people i literally will have moments where my ethics don't allow me to listen to somebody for a while and then i change my mind for like three weeks four weeks and then i change my mind again because i feel bad I'll like feel guilty like I'm doing something wrong because I'm violating my own fucking ethical code or something. And then I realized, yeah, I got my own. It doesn't matter what other people think on that subject, really. That's just how I perceive it. So the way people live and their actions versus what they put out into the world versus a lot of things, I pay a lot of attention to it. And what I, it changes a lot about my respect. It doesn't necessarily change my enjoyment of their music or the opportunity value of fucking with them or not. Because sometimes you got to fuck with people on some value shit. Well, I was gonna say, like, look, like, I don't need to fuck with the beat or the sound, but if I feel like, like, I need to know that you're not reading your bars, first of all, like, even if you are okay, whatever. I literally but, read like, them all the time. <laughs> no, no, I know, but there's a difference between, like, reading your bars and, and vibing it than okay, you sound okay, okay, okay. You're directly you're reading on the mic, you know? I don't wanna, I don't wanna play an audio tape. Or like Morgan Freeman going to bed, you know. I don't need no guidance like that. Like I, I need, I need to hear the emotion. The, the, okay, okay. The, I understand. You know, like when you say something, like even if you're not hitting, like there's a difference between wanting to hit your notes and then having passion, emotion, and hum- being having that humanity, that level of like of that. You know, that's you. You know, a hundred people can say, a hundred thousand people can say that line, but when you're saying it, that's your version, your light, mm. your your color code your your timing that's that's you that's what that's your snowflake you know like you no one else can can say that emotion with with how you go about it you know like if you really live it too or if you're just feeling it you know there's a difference between like 
even like as a ghostwriter, let's just say really quickly, you know, like if you can understand pain, then you'll be able to read pain, you know? If someone wrote it for you and you you would address a certain moment in time or that that vibe or that happening that made you be able to relate to that sadness and that pain, you know? So that's like that's the beauty of music as well, is like no matter if you're angry, happy, sad, or whatever it is, like there is a song for that or there is a yeah, sound like, or a vibe for that. I like what you're saying, cause like, I don't know, I'm into karaoke. And I like turning my own twist on shit. So it's like, it doesn't matter that somebody else wrote those words for me. It's like, fuck it. How am I going to do my, my version of it? <clears throat> Which is based on like, yeah. but it's, I like the fact that you're just like, I was, I worked with a ghostwriter. I'm like, the man said it. That is a bold thing to say. I fucking love it. And I appreciate you for saying the truth yeah. about who you are so vividly and such. So man, um, I didn't put the song out, but like I had like the dude wrote me wrote me this the song and everything. Like. But even the willingness to admit it is is big 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 dopeness, man. But yeah, I didn't know how to write at the time. I was just freestyling. No, I love I love your story. I think it's really cool, man. Um, I really appreciate everything that you share with us. I think that you guys are a really great unit. I think you you work well together. Um, yeah it stands out but like it's it's a good squad um i don't know what else to say about that uh do y'all have any questions for mr shvelli while y'all are here that you want that you've been watching anybody out there and mr shvelli do you have any like things you want to say to the folks in the audience before we all part ways uh just keep an eye, stay tuned, and trust the process, you know, like, no love do, no love giving, you know, like, uh, don't hate, appreciate. So there's a lot to say, but a lot more to feel, you know, so like, shout out to Holden, shout out Behind the Suit, uh, shout out Cassidy, Elevated Visuals, and all the boys, shout out Bamboo, shout out Showbiz, what up to all the youngins, like, Uptown DGs, all the ways, bro, like, uh, I have, I have a music video dropping next Friday on the 9th, so keep tuned for that. It's uh, it's a pretty nice one still. It's a two-verse, uh, nice bars, a little bit auto-tune on Lander Cope, but nothing really. It's, uh, it's, it's something for a different audience, you know, and that's that's something, too, that I want to say. It's like this year I have I have a few features with some, some good names that are going to be coming in the works, so... This yeah, year is awesome, a lot for Spotify, all platforms going really digital forward, uh, working up from the outside, coming back in, you know? So I just want to say, like, from now to then, you know, like, I, I like my growth. I like the level. I, 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 I see myself more and more and more every day, you know? So this music shit is never going to stop, you know? If, like, if I'm not writing a song, I'm recording someone. If I'm not recording someone, I'm mixing a song. If I'm not mixing a song, I'm out there filming with, with, with Broski, you know? Like, I'm constantly I'm constantly doing some music-related, hip-hop-related, like, always for the city, you know? Like, I'd, I'd really ideally like to, you know, try to, like, work my way into, like, getting a grant or, like, legitifying that and kind of, like, make a youth, youth center or something with a studio and shit and then or you know do more community work with like head and hands and shit or something like that you know in the yeah. you know like the, there's 
there there's there's stuff to do you know like i'm all about the hood all about the block all about like the the trap shit but i i i love i love music and i love everything around it you know like it, it doesn't have to be bad you know there's there's goodness and and moves to make and shit you know so yeah man we got to talk like, for I'm not really known in some parts, but I'm gonna be known in the right way to others now. You know, like I'm, I'm reaching out for more, so there's more uh, to come. Um, you've definitely left a very positive impression on me. Is all I can say. I'm like, I gotta talk. I'm out respect, bro. Nah, you're, you're somebody. This, this, I gotta talk to you more. Is what I'm feeling. I have that vibe. Like, woof! Can't wait to get off camera and talk to Shvelli. Uh But yeah, Ishmael is yeah. uh, asked, how do you promote your music? So uh, right now uh, on on YouTube, every drop I've made, I just put it put my link on Instagram, and then do a little like promotion. Uh, I, I, at Shvelly from DG on Instagram, add me on Twitch too. Links in description. Just made a TikTok. That's just kind of funky. Uh, I might test it out, That's but. I'm on I'm on uh, the trailer with a f- couple of features from some homies. So I don't know, but uh, I, right now I'm I'm going Spotify forward very strongly. That's I have a lot in the bank right now. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of music stored from 2019, 2020, and I'm still making music now. So like right now I'm in the works of doing a mixtape with Showbiz. Yeah, I have a mixtape with Bam- with Bamboo Twigs as well. It's gonna be called Night Shift. And I'm going to be putting together a city-style mixtape off the elevated platform. What I want to do is, I'm going to, because I have a lot of contacts, I'm going to get a few guys together and just put unimaginable features together, but through me, you know? So uh, I'm going to be... Oh, look and, at the and It's going to be cool because, like, that's something that's very different. And I'm going to be putting a lot of different names and different people together. And I just want to kind of like just put a little bit more flowers to everyone and a little bit more shine, you know? So Yo, I told people and, for a like, minute these guys was the right kinds of people. I wasn't I wasn't wrong. That's all I can say. I saw Shvelli pop in this, on the bamboo twigs and I heard him say a little bit. And I said, I have a feeling about Shvelli. I have a feeling. <laughs> And then um, <clears throat> throughout the course of this conversation, I think you've really proven a lot about your character. Um, this was one of the more in- interesting last words parts. Usually people don't, no offense to people, but they have really bad answers. They have a thing. You have things where you could probably keep talking for a while and you're like, hmm, maybe I should stop for a minute. And I like but Yeah, that. like we could do a part two, you know. Uh, we can do we a part two, Shirley. You live in the hood. This is different. Once you're NDG, it's like, okay, well, I should probably start rocking with the NDG peeps a little bit more closely. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, like, like, COVID's going to end. You know what? Even without COVID, the parks are going to be dry real soon. Very, 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 very soon. Social distancing with fucking masks. I'm going to be out there because. every other day with my dog. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm going to be out there. Like, one thing I didn't do is I didn't open myself up to to the good crowd and to the to the unbiased and to the civilians. You know, I was a, very much in a different world. And now that I'm able to and I have a catalog and a different reach and different sounds for different types of people, I have a bunch to offer. I have a lot to offer. You you know, do, I have man. so much yeah. to offer. Shvelli, you're a fascinating a guy. Here, it's. So- 
it's not going to stop, you know, like I'm, I feel like right now, like I said, you know, I'm year three, but I have the drive of eight and it's like my fire is growing and growing and growing. And yeah, I have a really. lot of authentic and good stuff to come. So I really want people to keep it here and at least try to, you know, like just say, okay, take a minute, take a minute out of your day, you know, go see what's up with Shvali. <laughs> I fucks with it, man. But yo, thank you for coming through. Honestly. Absolute. Salute. You were one. Of, you were a fun one. I'm not gonna lie. Thank y'all for watching this for real. Everybody that came through, appreciate you all and all the platforms watching it. Definitely, uh, make sure to check out Shvelly. Links in description on all the future people's watching. Uh, thank you all the people in the future watching. Y'all are wonderful too. Like, subscribe, comment, follow whatever platform. Blah blah blah. Special thanks to the patrons: Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Powder, Jonathan Barnes, CJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Lames, and Scribbly. Dope support will be do all that good shit. If you're on Twitch and you have Amazon Prime and you want to give a little free subsy poo, that would be real nice of you. And in the future, Patreon.com/slash Behind That Suit, that would be real cool too. On that note. We go on right, DJ Bobby painting some local Montreal music-y shit's going on. You can check that out. Make sure to give him a little follow. I'm going to initiate that in a second, but live long and prosper, everybody. Mm -hmm.